is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. It is the third race in the chase to the NASCAR Nextel Cup, the LifeLock 400 here at the Kansas Speedway, and Motor Racing Network is here to bring it to you live. Beautiful Sunday afternoon, some patchy clouds overhead, some brisk winds, but a packed house getting ready to watch the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series roll into action here today. I'm Joe Moore alongside Kurt Becker sitting in for Barney Hall here this weekend. And, Kurt, of course, all the buzz has been about what's going on going into the third race in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. And a lot of chase contenders involved in some of the storylines here today. Well, as a matter of fact, there were some woes that began for some of the drivers as soon as the checkered flag fell at Dover last week. One of the drivers of the chase, Jimmy Johnson, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on. He had some problems in happy hour here yesterday. Qualified on the bud pole, but he's going to have to start from the back of the field because he's had to go to a backup car. It's been a two-edged sword the chase has. On, in the one regard, it's very competitive. On the other hand, a driver can have some problems and find himself trying to dig his way out of a deep hole pretty quickly. Nine of the 12 competitors in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup, had problems last week at Dover. And already, as you said, this weekend, Jimmy Johnson, who had qualified on the bud pole, has had a problem. He crashed in happy hour practice yesterday. He'll be forced to go to the rear of the field. Coming up, we'll hear from Jimmy, some of the other driving drivers having some problems here today, and those who hope maybe this will be their time to gain some ground in that chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Again, a beautiful afternoon here and a packed house expected for today's running of the LifeLock 400. Jimmy Johnson, everything was going just great for Jimmy this weekend until it came time for happy hour. Then he had a little problem. In fact, he wrecked. As a result, Winston Kelly, even though Jimmy Johnson won the Bud Pole on Friday afternoon, he won't be starting at the front of the field, will he? No, he won't. He checked in with that Bud Pole award-winning speed of 175.063 miles per hour, Jimmy. But it went south from there yesterday. What happened in practice? I just lost it getting into turn three. Um, we got a great backup car, and we're certainly starting in the back. It's not where we want to be. But I feel really good about what we've got for a race car, and we'll just be patient at the start of this thing. And I think by the end of the day, I'll be up there fighting for the win. You did get a little bit of practice yesterday in the backup car. It's got a pretty good history. Not as good as the primary car, but it's won a race last year at Las Vegas. Finished third earlier this year at California. What did you find in practice the time that you did have on the track? I just can't thank my guys enough for being prepared. Uh, we didn't, didn't like being in the set of circumstances we were in, but we made the most of it. They had a car that was, uh, as you pointed out, with a, tr- a proven track record. Got on the track uh, pretty quick, got two runs on it, and we put tires on and made a long run at the end. It felt like we were one of the best cars in our backup cars. So uh, very excited about today. We've had solid engines, solid race cars, and these guys on this 48 team were prepared, and I'm ready to go. Is this a situation, this track, that you got to do something on pit road different, no tires, two tires, to get track position? I don't think so. I think there's enough enough room to pass, um, and and I've got a good enough car. And, and we got to also remember the races are long, too, and that's what I'm telling myself now so I don't get into early trouble. It's a long, long race, and a lot can happen. And they've been extremely consistent all year long, and they're going to start from the back, but he did win the Bud Poe for the second consecutive weekend. And again, Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman going to the rear, so that moves up the guys who would have been lined up behind them and puts Matt Kenseth on the outside of the front row, actually qualified third for today's race. Steve Post is with Matt. Joe, I'm qualified third, start second, Matt Kenseth. I'm confused about that, but uh, Matt Kenseth, a very good qualifying run here on Friday afternoon. How was the car in the practice sessions yet yesterday under race conditions, Matt? Uh, it was okay. I thought our speed was pretty good, but it wasn't driving exactly to my liking. So we made a couple of changes that seemed to make it better. So, um, you know, hopefully we did the right stuff and we'll be all right today. You raced 300 miles here yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race. From where we're sitting, it looks like this is a wide racetrack with a lot of room. Is that the case? Are there grooves for you to go hunt and search and try to make your car work better here? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the actual 
track is probably narrower than like Chicago with some of the tracks to go, but you can use all of it. So there is a lot of grooves out there. Uh, yesterday, the track I thought was real racy. It was a really, really fun race to be part of, and uh, I thought there was a lot of good racing all the way around the track. So uh, I, I think you're going to see more of the same today. A lot of good racing. That's what we're looking for. Matt Kenseth, he'll start today's event from position number two. And when Bud Pole qualifying took place here at Kansas on Friday afternoon, several drivers had to earn their way into the field on time, one of those being Scott Riggs. And Alex Hayden, he did a pretty darn good job. Indeed he did. Kirk qualified third, and with Jimmy Johnson having the problem, having to go to the back of the field, the inside line moves up. Scott Riggs, you'll start first today. So, you guys need momentum. This is a track you've done well at in the past. How much do you have to race the track here compared to the 42 other competitors? Well, a lot. You know, you've got to race the racetrack, but also we're running so fast here that, uh, you know, the, the other guys can really affect you a lot with aero and getting around you really upset your car. So, um these hard tires really aren't wearing a lot, and it's hard to find grip. Uh, we've got a pretty good race car. You know, have really still made some more changes. Don't know what it's going to be like on a long run today because we made some more changes even from yesterday. So uh, it's weird to qualify fourth, and somehow when race day gets around, you're starting in the front row. But uh, I hate it for Jimmy, and those guys done a great job all, all year and all weekend especially, and those guys having to go to the rear, that, that's not good for them, those guys. But I'll just try to make sure this Valvoline Stanley Tools Dodge can uh, have a decent finish. That's what we want. We were talking just a moment ago about how strong the wind is, blowing from turns one and two down the back stretch into turn number three. How much is that going to affect the race car out there? Yeah, it's going to be pretty big for everyone. I think that we were all experiencing that you know, our trouble spot was really turn three and four because turn three is so sharp here. You're carrying so much speed down the back stretch. So with the, uh, the extra wind today, it's going to make it not only racing the racetrack in the wind hard, but also everyone else even, ta- even harder. That's Scott Riggs as he's getting ready to run off here at Kansas. Had a great qualifying effort here last year, a good qualifying effort here today. He certainly needs the momentum to go in his way today. I'll tell you what, after a year that's been very unkind to Scott Riggs, it's got to put a smile on his face, not only to qualify well, Kurt, but because of the way things worked out with Jimmy and uh, Ryan going to the rear, suddenly he's going to lead the field to the green here today. It was a very unusual Bud Pole qualifying session here just uh, 48 hours ago. It was a session that went very quick, very few problems during the actual uh, conduct of the session itself, but things began to change in a hurry after it was all said and done, and Scott Riggs is one of the drivers who benefits. Only uh, two chase contenders in the field have ever won here at Kansas Speedway before. One of those is Tony Stewart, who won this race last year. The other, Jeff Gordon, who won the first two races here at Kansas Speedway. And Weston, today he starts fourth. Absolutely. He did win the first couple of races here, Jeff. But uh, hearing a lot about how this track has changed here as Casey Mears gets ready to go get introduced to the crowd. How much has this track changed since those couple of wins that you had over the years and the lines changed around here? Oh, it's changed quite a bit. You know, it used to be right around the bottom, a lot of grip. And, uh, you know, we like to see a racetrack like this lose grip and, and, and sort of age. The, the pavement loses, uh, you know, its, it's uh, uh, grip and, and the tires change. And I think right now we've got one of the best racetracks we've ever seen here at Kansas. A few little character bumps out there as well that make it interesting. But I think you're going to see a, 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 you know, really wide multiple uh, groove racetrack. And I'm hoping we got the DuPont Chevrolet dialed in for the right one. And you guys normally practice more in race mode, good qualifying run here. How good is the car on the longer runs? Well, we did focus on qualifying on Friday. We got bit by that a little bit last week, so we want to make sure we qualified good here. We did, and then we went into race uh, mode yesterday. This wind's playing havoc on all of us, so uh, you know it's hard to really know what you've got, but I was very happy with it. I thought we need to be a little bit better, but we always want to make it a little bit better. We just talked to Scott Riggs about the win. How do you see it affecting the race cars? Well, it's picked up today. So, um, you know, when it's gusty like this, it, it's very, very difficult. Um, you know, you go into turn one, 
There's a tremendous amount of headwind and downforce on the car. Car feels pretty good, but then you come off at two, you lose all that. You go into three, you got a lot of, uh, of tailwind, and, and it makes it very difficult to hit your marks and to get the car working the way you want it to. Current Nextel Cup Series points leader by a whopping two points as he sets to roll off fourth this afternoon. Former NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and NASCAR Bush Series champion Greg Biffle has qualified his Roush Fenway Ford in the seventh position here this weekend. He was runner-up when we were at Dover last weekend, still looking for his first victory of 2007. He's standing by with Steve Post. Well, this might very well be a good track. He has a second-place finish here a few years back, third-place finish as well. Has the Aflac Ford qualified in the seventh spot. Greg, uh, a good run last week at Dover, second-place finish. That the kind of momentum you guys have that can hopefully lead you to victory lane here along the way? Well, I certainly hope so. This uh, Affleck Fusion car is running really good here uh, at Kansas. And we got, you know, like you said, a couple top fives. We got a second and a third. Uh, finished second to Mark Martin, I think, last year here. And uh, we'd sure love to win in this 2007 season. You know, we've really struggled. But uh, we got a good race car and just uh, need track position and luck to go our way to pick up a win this season. This racetrack, it's wide, so you can search around and find things. But if you had your way, where do you want your race car to run and what do you want your race car to do on each lap out there? Well, certainly if I had my way, I'd get it to run good on the bottom, you know, because it's a, a safer line around the racetrack, if you will, you know, with, with lots of room to race. But, uh, you know, that top line, you can get so much momentum in it. Once the tires start to fall off a little bit, uh, the speed is so much more difficult to maintain. So um, hopefully your car runs everywhere on the racetrack. But uh, if you have a car that runs good on the bottom, normally you can move around and uh, run good everywhere. That's Greg Biffle, seventh-place starter this afternoon. Ryan Newman has to be feeling good about his chances here today. As we told you earlier, he qualified second fast in Bud Pole qualifying here on Friday afternoon, but he's going all the way to the back because he failed the post-qualifying inspection. Let's see what his plan is. Alex Hayden? Ryan Newman, the bad news, starting 42nd. The good news is you've got a rocket ship that you're going to be aboard today. How much does starting 42nd affect the mindset and the way you guys approach today's race? Uh, well, we got 267 laps to get the job done, so we don't have the best starting spot, but we have a good car, like you said, with the all-tall Dodge. So just uh, keep our nose clean. Hopefully we can pick them off one at a time, maybe two at a time if we get lucky, and just uh, march our way to the front. The weather guessers, Ryan, are saying that there's a cold front going to be coming through this afternoon sometime between the green flag and halfway. Is this track going to change with a cold front? Maybe just, just pick it up a little bit and be a little bit quicker, but, uh, man, it's so windy right now. We're going to have our hands full down in three and four. That's Ryan Newman. He'll roll off 42nd after failing post-qualifying inspection. The roof was too low. Twelve career victories in NASCAR Nextel Cup Series competition for Ryan Newman. The most recent in September of 2005. He is also a former winner here. Let's go back to Steve Post. Carl Edwards starts in the 27th spot. Carl, first off, vicious crash yesterday in the Bush Series. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> hurting a little bit, but um, not, just, just little bruises and stuff. Uh, Really excited to be driving again today. This is a great racetrack to come to, and you know a lot of folks came out here to you know support me yesterday, and we didn't get it done. So hopefully we get it done today. What do you expect in today's race? It could be a wild one with all the racing grooves we have available for us. Yeah, I guarantee it'll be wild. These cars have a lot more horsepower and less downforce, and it's going to be a, a spectacle for sure. It should be really exciting. I mean, you, you can run against the fence, and you can run just about on the apron, and there's really no telling what's faster. So it should be exciting. When he talked about running against the fence or down on the apron, he got a big smile on his face. That's Carl Edwards, the Office Depot Ford, ready to roll here. He won last week at Dover, Delaware.
Carl's been real happy here this weekend. Uh, he's racing in front of his hometown crowd. He, Clint Boyer, and Jamie McMurray live in the region. They all consider this their hometown track, and they were all joking about it the other night, the fact that, you know, it says, you know, when we come to this racetrack, we look around in the crowd, and say, well, I actually see people I know up in the grandstand, you know, when we're walking through doing hospitality events down in the pit area, see folks who uh, used to go to local short tracks we used to run at. It's really like being at home. And if folks are thinking, it seems like I've heard several drivers refer to this already this weekend as their home track. That is the case because, as you mentioned, Joe, several of the drivers in the lineup today do identify with this racetrack here in Kansas City. And uh, speaking of Carl Edwards, yesterday took a really hard shot in the NASCAR Bush Series, so good to see he's okay and ready to go here this afternoon. Yeah, got the victory last week at uh, Dover. You know the whole story. They found uh, the car an eighth of an inch too low at uh, post-race inspection, lost some points, dropped down 28 points out of the lead, but he's ready to make that up here today. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. The countdown is on to the start of the LifeLock 400 here at Kansas City this afternoon. Race 29 of 36 in the NASCAR Nextel Cup season. And, of course, more importantly, race 3 in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Again, kind of a partly cloudy afternoon and Kurt, a lot of talk down there about the wind. It is quite brisk out there today. It is, and uh, threat of a possible thunderstorm, but maybe we'll avoid that as well. Right now, let's go trackside. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your hats as the Boy Scout Troop 289 presents our nation's colors. Now please remain standing as Kansas City Raceway Ministries, Cole Cochran, offers today's invocation. Let us pray. Father God, thanks for this day. Thanks that you are here. Thanks that you have come to us and we don't have to chase after you. Thanks that you always want the best for us. May the drivers, crews, fans, and workers all pass through this day safely. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, please join Jay Records recording artist Gavin DeGraw in the singing of our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail. At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watch 
were so gallantly streaming and the rocky trade glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the That our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave Oh, the land of the free And the home of the brave. Let's talk about some of the keys to winning here at Kansas Speedway. This is a mile-and-a-half trioval. We have a lot of these on the Nextel Cup circuit, and some of the same rules apply at each one of those. One always seems to be fuel mileage. If you look back to this race a year ago, Tony Stewart won this event based on fuel mileage. So the calls they make on pit road, those decisions made, especially later in the race, very, very important. But that's not all it takes here. Well, you often hear folks in the garage area at Kansas say that it takes about a 50-50 combo on horsepower and handling. But as the weekend goes on, you hear more and more emphasis on the handling aspect. That's because this is a wide racetrack. It offers a driver a lot of grooves, but it's not going to be any use unless you've got the car dialed in for the setup. And chances are a lot of guys will be looking forward to that first round of pit stops here this afternoon. Those are some of the keys for the race brought to you by BF Goodrich Tires. On the street or off the beaten path, BF Goodrich Tires help you take control in any driving situation. Standing by for the command to fire engines and start the LifeLock 400. Let's now, go there now. for the most famous words in motorsports, please welcome today's Grand Marshal, Apollo 13 astronaut, Jim Lovell. Gentlemen, start your engines. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Time now for the starting lineup for today's LifeLock 400. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company. A new generation of Wrangler. Row 22. Dave Blaney, Hartford, Ohio, in the Caterpillar Toyota. Row 21. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana, Altel Dodge. Robbie Gordon, Orange, California, Jim Beam Ford. Row 20. Tony Raines, LaPorte, Indiana, DLP brand HDTV Chevrolet. Mark Martin. 
Batesville, Arkansas, U.S. Army Chevrolet. Row 19. Kenny Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, Snickers, Ford Fusion. Jeff Green, Owensboro, Kentucky, Best Buy, Chevrolet. Row 18. David Stremme, South Bend, Indiana, Coors Light Dodge. Ken Schrader, Fenton, Missouri, Little Debbie Ford Fusion. Row 17. Jeff Burton from South Boston, Virginia, driver of the AT&T Chevrolet. Kyle Petty, Trinity, North Carolina, Wells Fargo, Dodge. Row 16. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, Cheerios, Betty Crocker, Dodge. J.J. Yaley, Phoenix, Arizona, Interstate Battery, Chevrolet. Row 15. Johnny Sauter, Nacita, Wisconsin, Yellow Transportation, Chevrolet. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Dodge Dealers, UAW, Dodge Charger. Row 14. John Andretti, Indianapolis, Indiana, Dodge. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri, Office Depot, Ford. Row 13. Jeremy Mayfield, Owensboro, Kentucky. 360 OTC Toyota. David Rudiman, Zephyr Hills, Florida. Domino's Toyota. Row 12. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida. Chevrolet. Paul Menard, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Menard Chevrolet. Row 11. David Gilliland, Riverside, California. M&M's Ford Fusion. Juan Pablo Montoya, Bogota, Colombia. Texaco, Havilland, Dodge. Row 10. Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, Crown Royal, Ford Fusion. Tony Stewart, Columbus, Indiana, Home Depot, Chevrolet. Row 9. David Reagan, Kannapolis, North Carolina, AAA Ford. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California, Shell, Chevrolet. Row 8. Casey Mears, Bakersfield, California, National Guard, GMAC, Chevrolet. Elliot Sadler, Emporia, Virginia, Dodge Dealers, UAW, Dodge Charger. Row 7. Reed Sorensen, Peachtree City, Georgia, Target Dodge. Dale Jarrett, Hickory, North Carolina, UPS, Toyota. Row 6. Kurt Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada, Miller Lite Dodge. Michael Walter, Owensboro, Kentucky, the Napa Auto Parts Hot Rod. And now, the top 10 starters. Starting 10th. Clint Boyer, Emporia, Kansas, Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. Starting 9th. Mark Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey, Bass Pro Shop, Chevrolet. Starting 8th. Kyle Bush, Las Vegas, Nevada, Kellogg Chevrolet. Starting seventh. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington, at Black Ford. Starting sixth. Dale Hart Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina, Budweiser Chevrolet. Starting fifth. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia, FedEx Chevrolet. Starting fourth. Jeff Gordon, Vallejo, California, DuPont Chevrolet. Starting third. Scott Riggs, Bahama, North Carolina, Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Dodge. Starting second. Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin, DeWalt Tools, Ford Fusion. And starting on the Bud Bowl. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California, Lowe's Chevrolet. That's the 43 starters for today's LifeLock 400. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. Jimmy Johnson won the Bud Bowl for today's race, but again crashed his primary car in practice here yesterday, so he'll be dropping to the back of the field for the start of the LifeLock 400. Four drivers failed to make it in Bud Bowl qualifying here Friday. They were A.J. Allmendinger and his teammate Brian Vickers, also Ward Burton and John Wood, not in the field of 43. And those 43 drivers who are in the lineup have now left the pit lane and begun the first of their parade and pace laps around this mile-and-a-half Kansas Speedway for the LifeLock 400. Skies are darkening up some, Joe. Again, there was a 40% chance of an isolated thunderstorm here and there, and looking at the radar so far, we've been able to avoid it, and hopefully we'll be able to steer clear of any weather issues here this afternoon, although the skies have darkened up over beyond turn one, but so far, so good. We talked about how windy it's been all afternoon. Apparently, that is blowing from that direction and possibly blowing those clouds and over the racetrack a little bit heavier this afternoon. We'll keep a close watch on that. Right now, though, we're clean and green to get this race started. 
here the LifeLock 400. Let's take a swing around the racetrack, bring in the other voices you'll be hearing covering the action here today. From Barry, Vermont, covering turns one and two is Dave Moody. Thank you, Joe Moore. Good afternoon, everybody. The tail of the tape here in turns one and two at the Kansas Speedway. 15 degrees of banking, enough asphalt to run three wide with ease, four wide in an emergency, and we probably will see a little of both here this afternoon. As we've heard the drivers say, the brisk breeze that's blowing almost straight down the back straightaway today may actually be a benefit to them working through turns one and two. It'll push the cars to the left and help them with the cornering. When they get to the under end, other end of the racetrack, that may well be a different story. Fast way around is probably in the early going, going to be on the bottom of the racetrack, but as the rubber gets laid down, we'll see cars branching out from the bottom of the track down on the apron all the way up to the safer barrier. We're covering the action today from high atop a billboard here in a blustery turn number two at the Kansas Speedway. Now let's go to the other end of the property and Daytona Beach, Florida's Mike Bagley. Thank you, Dave Moody. Good afternoon, everyone. Position on the back of the AAA billboard where gale warnings have been posted as we get set for the green flag. 15 degrees of backing here at Kansas in turns three and four. And the challenge, as we've been documenting here in the pre-race coverage and just a few moments ago talking to the drivers, the main concern is the wind. They will get a huge tailwind off the end of the back straightaway and that may catch the car and may make you want to blow up into the outside retaining wall. It's going to be a keeping that car to the bottom of the racetrack and trying to get the best line. As Dave mentioned, the groove will go higher and higher. Yesterday, we saw the groove up against the outside retaining wall. Another area of concern is coming off of turn number four. They'll get a good side shot off the wind as they make their way down the front straightaway. It's going to be very difficult to keep these cars under control, but we are tethered to the back of the billboard, ready to call the action here this afternoon from turns three and four at Kansas Speedway. Winds are gusting to 30 miles per hour. Today's broadcast of the LifeLock 400 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Kansas Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Again, Jimmy Johnson had won the bud pole for this race. Ryan Newman would have started outside front row. They're both in the back of the pack. Up front, Scott Riggs and Matt Kenseth coming into the trioval, looking for the green flag and the start of the LifeLock 400. It's out, and they are on the gas for the first time this afternoon. Riggs gets a good start down on the inside lane, but Kenseth stays right with him as for the first time they hit turn one. Side by side into the 15-degree banking. Riggs hugging the white line at the bottom. Up top, it's Matt Kenseth. High line will get the break. Kenseth to lead off turn two. Matt Kenseth grabs the top spot. Here comes Jeff Gordon rim-riding off of turn number two, racing alongside Scott Riggs for that position. At the entrance of turn number three, Jeff Gordon will grab the number two spot. Scott Riggs lies back to third. And here's Denny Hamlin, looks to the outside, now dives down low, trying to take third away from Scott Riggs. Dale Earnhardt Jr., he dives to the inside lane as well, headed back to turn one. Everybody ganging up on that Valvoline dodge of Scott Riggs. Here comes Hamlin down to the inside with Dale Earnhardt Jr., Martin Truex in tow. Riggs all alone on the outside lane, battling for third place. Here they come off turn number two, contact between Hamlin and Riggs, they sort it out, and for now Riggs will get the advantage. He'll have the third spot. Now it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. racing side by side with Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. looking on. That's a fourth place battle, and Jr. thinks about, matter of fact, gets into the back of Scott Riggs, nearly turns him sideways. Great save by Scott Riggs. Now, Jr. works to the outside lane and tries to overtake him in turn one. Very aggressive racing here in the early laps. Dale Earnhardt Jr. around the outside of Scott Riggs. He'll take over the third spot and there's three wide. Kyle Busch down the back shoot. Kurt Busch up the middle and up down to the bottom of the racetrack of turn number three. Earnhardt gets third. Kyle Busch to fourth. Kurt Busch to fifth. Scott Riggs slides to sixth. They're three wide again behind 
them. Here they come back off the corner. All kinds of shuffling from the fifth position on back. Here's Martin Truex Jr. He cranks it up to the inside of Scott Riggs and to the high side. Here comes Greg Biffle. Biffle right behind Riggs, buried up underneath his rear spoiler, but the action is off Riggs' left elbow as Martin Truex Jr. takes the cracker boat Chevrolet to the inside for the sixth spot. Oh, that battle races side by side. They are wheel to wheel for third. Kyle Busch digs down to the inside of the Budweiser Chevrolet. Busch and Dale Earnhardt Jr. wheel to wheel. Busch will fly through on the inside and get the spot. Matt Kenseth leads. Jeff Gordon is second. They're nearly two full seconds ahead of Kyle Busch, who just took the third position. Fourth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. and fifth is Kurt Busch. Side by side battle is now for six. Martin Truex Jr. and Scott Riggs going door to door. Truex on the inside, Riggs on the outside with Greg Biffle and Clint Boyer in tow. Martin Truex Jr. trying to slide through on the inside line and grab the spot. He'll get it midway up the back straightaway. So put Martin Truex Jr. in the number six position. Scott Riggs falls back to seventh. Eighth is Greg Biffle and side by side for ninth between Clint Boyer and Denny Hamlin. And here's a battle for the fourth position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has the spot. Here comes Kurt Busch, his blue Dodge working down to the inside in turn one. Battle of the beer wagons underway in turn number one, and it's going to go quickly to Kurt Busch. The middle light Dodge slides underneath Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Budweiser Chevrolet to take the number four position. He'll grab that spot off turn number two. Dale Earnhardt Jr. follows him up the back straightaway. Then it's about a five-car length piece of real estate back to Martin Truex Jr. And now behind him, Scott Riggs gets a challenge from Greg Biffle. Riggs continues free-falling through the field. Remember, he led the field with a green flag this afternoon and now he's back there trying to hang on to the seventh position as Greg Biffle pulls up for behind him for now they'll kind of hold their ground as they race back to turn one. Right in front of them Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s got ideas on trying to get that number four spot back from Kurt Busch Busch running the bottom of the racetrack Earnhardt as usual right up to the top Further back, battle for seventh rages on Scott Riggs faced a challenge from Greg Biffle to his inside that time off of turn number two Riggs was able to keep him at bay but Riggs goes up the racetrack in turn number three and leaves the lane open for Biffle downstairs. Ongoing battle for the seventh position. Now Biffle has to swing back wide. He gets behind Scott Riggs across the line, follows the tire track. The leaders all head back to turn one. Clint Boyer a couple of car lengths further behind, trying to get into the middle of that battle. Denny Hamlin three or four in back of Boyer. Again, Riggs climbs the banking, leaves the door open downstairs, but Greg Biffle can't capitalize off two. Not close enough to make that move. He'll fall in line and ride single file. Further back, some hard-nosed racing going on towards the tail end of the field involving Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, Joe Nemechek, and Jeff Burton. They've been stacked up two wide and three wide, but now it's double-wide formation, three rows deep in turn four. And coming through all that traffic is Jimmy Johnson. He's picked up ten spots already after starting at the rear of the field here this afternoon. Ryan Newman not doing quite as well. He's worked his way back up to the 36th position. Things looking good right now, though, for Matt Kenseth. He heads to turn three. Driving away in about a second and a half separation between himself and Jeff Gordon in second. The same back to Kyle Busch in third. Then it's eight car lengths back to Kurt Busch in fourth and three back to Earnhardt Jr. in fifth. No one stepping out of line in that top five because daylight has opened up between each of those positions from first through fifth. Clint Boyer is one driver who has been on the move. He is now up into the eighth spot trying to pick up more positions back to turn one. He just bypassed the Scott Riggs machine, puts the crosshairs on the back bumper of Greg Biffle's Aflac Ford. He closes in about a car length off of Biffle's back bumper. That is the way they will race off the end of the back straightaway. Greg Biffle for now has the spot, but that black Chevrolet Monte Carlo of Clint Boyer shutting down the distance, trying to pass 
trying to catch that is the Aflac board. Fighting up a little bit from 15th on back, that is Paul Menard leading a pack of traffic, which includes Elliot Sadler. Elliot's been working both sides of the racetrack, trying to make a move there. Jamie McMurray and David Rudeman all lined up, also waiting their turn as they hit turn one. Everybody single file for the moment. Menard will go right down to the inside lane. Elliot Sadler, Jamie McMurray to the high lane. Rudeman down low, trying to make a move on McMurray, but can't get it done. That's the battle for the 17th position. McMurray is running in 17th. 18th is David Rudeman. Right in front of them, here's Elliot Sadler going to the high side of the racetrack. Now Sadler is caught by that McMurray-Rudeman battle. We are under the caution flag for the first time in the LifeLock 400 for the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. There is an isolated cell of thunderstorms right over the speedway at the moment. That's why we have gone under the yellow flag. Matt Kenseth is the leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Kyle Busch is third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. Kurt Busch is fifth. Only 12 laps complete. The leaders came down pit road just a moment ago. Let's start with Winston Kelly. Every one of them varying pitch strategies. Two tires for Matt Kenseth. We saw Jimmy Johnson get four, and we got to check with everybody because there are a lot of different pitch strategies, but every single car came down pit road and got service. How about in front of you, Steve? Same deal here, Winston. Every single car did get pit service. No Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon. They took on four tires. And Tony Stewart, the Home Depot Chevrolet crew, they were one of the teams that opted for two tires trying to get some track position after starting this race in the 19th starting position. Alex Hayden. Two tires for Kurt Busch. He had the very first pit stall on the pit lane. Also, four tires for Michael Waltrip and Kyle Busch. Four for David Reagan. And the rest of the teams now beginning to put some tarps up over the back tires here behind the pit area and also starting to cover up the pit boxes. And we told you when we came on the air there was a threat of some thundershower activity, maybe some thunderstorms here this afternoon, and it apparently has hit us just now. Let's check in with Dave Moody. What's it look like out there? Damp, Joe. Really damp. Uh, The good news is the wind has gone down. The bad news is it's been replaced by a torrential downpour. Mike Bagley? Yeah, ditto that, and it's blowing right in our faces right now. You can see the line of rain moving in. Uh, right now at the back of Dave Moody, and it is moving across this racetrack very, very hard right now. All right, you guys might want to head for cover because that storm is blowing in, and they actually called for some very severe weather conditions here this afternoon, including maybe hail. Yeah, we've uh, heard several reports that uh, there could be any number of situations here this afternoon. But the, the, the good news is, Joe, it seems like along with those predictions, we've also heard that it may move through the area very quickly, so hopefully it won't present too large of a problem. Yeah, local weather forecasters were saying um, this morning early, as a matter of fact, there was about a 40% chance of this happening here today, and they suggested when it hit, it would probably be 30 45 minutes, maybe an hour, no more than that, because the clouds are moving across the speedway almost as fast as the cars are moving around the track here this afternoon. But anyway, the caution flag is out, a torrential downpour. Dave Blaney stayed out, so he's the race leader following the pace car on the pit road. They'll probably bring him down and put out the red flag. Back with you at Kansas City, where NASCAR has just given the order. It is time to crank the engines and get back underway with the LifeLock 400. 15 of 267 laps are complete. We've been under the red flag for 45 minutes after rain showers passed through the area here in Kansas City. But that's all behind us now, and we are ready to go back racing, Joe. And the skies that are behind us uh, from whence the clouds came. We were talking earlier about another cell being back there. It's not really looking that bad back in that direction, whereas earlier it was very dark over behind the racetrack. It's looking a whole lot lighter, and hopefully we won't have any more problems with Mother Nature here today. Engines are firing on pit road. They'll put them on the track, run a few laps, and get back under the green flag. Let's take a look at where they are running here after that one pit stop came back there at lap 14 when the rain 
first started falling here at Kansas Speedway. On the AutoZone leaderboard, they're showing Dave Blaney as the race leader. Kyle Petty is second, as now the red flag is withdrawn. The yellow flag comes back out. Ken Schrader is third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. fifth. Martin Truex Jr. is sixth, Kurt Busch is seventh, Greg Biffle eighth, Scott Riggs ninth, and Jamie McMurray tenth. Then you've got Tony Stewart eleventh, Kevin Harvick is twelfth, Kyle Busch is thirteenth, Jeff Gordon is fourteenth, Carl Edwards is fifteenth, Ryan Newman is sixteenth, David Gilliland is seventeenth, J.J. Yaley is eighteenth, Denny Hamlin is nineteenth, and Clint Boyer is twentieth. Twenty-first is Michael Waltrip, twenty-second Reed Sorensen, and twenty-third Mark Martin, twenty-fourth is Elliot Sadler, and 25th, David Rudiman. Casey Mears is 26th, Casey Kane 27th, Robbie Gordon is 28th, David Reagan 29th, and Paul Menard 30th. Then you've got Bobby Labonte 31st, Jeff Burton 32nd, Jeff Green 33rd, Jimmy Johnson 34th, Dale Jarrett is 35th, Juan Pablo Montoya shown in 36th, David Strimmey 37th, Jeremy Mayfield is 38th, Joe Nemechek 39th, Johnny Sauter is 40th, Tony Raines 41st, Kenny Wallace 42nd, and John Andretti is 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So the car's now rolling off the pit lane up onto the racetrack. They're following the Ford Mustang pace car down the back straightaway. And we're thinking a couple of laps before we get back under the green flag and roll along here this afternoon. Let's talk about a couple of uh, news stories that are up this week. Uh, reportedly, we'll find out who the sponsor for Kyle Busch will be this coming Wednesday. At least word in the garage is that M&M's will announce they'll sponsor that uh, Toyota next year, the number 18 at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. And Dale Jarrett was talking the other day about his future with uh, UPS and Michael Walter Racing. I said he could be doing anything from running one race next year to doing the full season again. Well, I want to ask you something, Joe, because you've covered the sport longer than I. And does it seem like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but here this weekend there has there's just been a flurry of stories uh, from the NASCAR Bush Series and the NASCAR uh, Nextel Cup Series as well. It doesn't seem like each year, does it, does it still kind of fascinate you how long before the current season wraps up, whether it's sponsorship deals or drivers going different directions, whatever it might be, there's just all kinds of breaking news by the time you get into the fall months. Seems like uh, the dominoes start to fall earlier and earlier each year. And I, I guess the beginning of it this year, and Steve Post, you've been following this as well, the beginning of it all was the announcement that Dale Earnhardt Jr. was making his move, leaving DEI going to Hendrick. And, man, that started a chain of all kinds of things taking place. Well, it certainly did, Joe. And, really, that began almost a year ago when it was obvious that the contract between DEI and Dale Earnhardt Jr., the negotiations weren't going all that well. And then Jr. made his announcement, so he became the most valuable free agent. So everyone had to wait for Jr. to find his seat at Hendrick Motorsports. He took the seat that Kyle Busch has. So Kyle Busch then became the most valuable free agent, and everyone had to sit and wait to see what seat he took. He ended up over at Joe Gibbs Racing, and then since then, it's a matter of musical chairs, and the rides are starting to disappear, and most of them have been signed and, and spoken for, and there's still some guys like Tony Raines that is that are just standing in the wings hoping to find something. But, yeah, it was a very, very busy year, but two very high-profile drivers in Kyle Busch and Dale Earnhardt Jr. started things off, and once that got settled, then it came down to a lot of jockeying among drivers and rides as and, well. And the bad thing about guys like Tony Raines is now here he is deep in the season looking for a job. Sometimes at the end of the year, the best deals happen last minute, you know. But um, there's some IndyCar guys coming in, bringing some money in. Hey, if that's, if that's good for his sport, is after seeing some of them wrecks in the IndyCars, I'd want to be in a cup car myself. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just see how it is. You know, it's, it's about um, – marketing you know it's about money that's really what it's about 
you got to have a lot of money to run these cars. Tony, of course, talking about the fact that uh, quite a few open-wheel drivers are apparently heading for our sport for next year, ticking up some of those available rides. All right, the field crosses the start-finish line. One to go signal is out. Those three guys who did not come in on lap 13, they're on pit road now in front of Steve Post. Dave Blaney brings the Caterpillar Toyota into the attention of his crew. They're around to the right side. Tommy Baldwin, the crew chief on the car, now around to the left side. Going to be four tires for uh, Dave Blaney as he gets his pit work, and it looks like they've got another one of those drivers in front of Winston Kelly. Ken Schrader's one of those. It's going to be a four-tire stop. A little Debbie Ford. Chassis adjustment. He's going to return to the racetrack, and I believe one front of Alex Hayes. Well, Winston, a lap ago we had Kenny Wallace on the Snickers Ford and also Jeremy Mayfield. Each of those drivers getting four fresh Goodyears in Sunoco racing gasoline. And the report is that Jeff Burton will be dropping to the back of the field on this restart. He was shown in the 32nd position. Joe, apparently the crew worked on the car during the red flag. That's a no-no, but he was already in 32nd, so he drops back to 43rd. So, you know, this early in the race, just 17 laps complete. Perhaps that was a gamble. They figured not a whole lot to lose this early on. Sure, maybe not a bad call as we've got a long ways to go here today. Still 250 laps are remaining. Field is working behind the Ford Mustang pace car over in turn number three. Here's the way they line up for the restart. Matt Kenseth up front. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is second. Martin Truex Jr. third. Dave Blaney fourth and Kurt Busch fifth. Actually, Blaney drops back after making the stop, so it'll be Kurt Busch moving up into the fourth position and then Greg Biffle in the fifth spot. Single file restart. Pace car hits the pit lane. We're going back in action here at Kansas Speedway. And we'll get the restart at lap number 18. Here comes the field now down to the line. It's Matt Kenseth on the point with his Ford. Green flag is in the air, and we're back underway in the LifeLock 400. Kenseth takes the field back to turn one. Everybody single file back through about the 10th or 12th position where there are two cars deep. Jeff Gordon to the inside and on the outside, Ryan Newman. Gordon fends off the advances of Newman. Now he's going to go after his teammate, Kyle Bush. A couple of teammates side by side there. Jeff Gordon tries to pry open the inside line and get alongside Kyle Busch. He'll do it. That is uh, right behind Kevin Harvick. And Kevin Harvick looks at Tony Stewart and Jamie McCurry going wheel to wheel. Here's the battle for second. Martin Truex Jr. appeals down to the inside of his DEI teammate, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Truex gets a great run through the trioval. Can he grab the spot in one? Opens up that bottom lane on the 15-degree banking up turn number one and puts the wheel out on top of Dale Earnhardt Jr. But here comes Jr. Back on the outside. They'll continue nose to nose. Halfway down the back straightaway, Martin Truex Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. side by side. Kurt Busch right behind those two waiting to see which lane is going to open up. Here's Kurt Busch now. He takes a look down low. He lines up momentarily behind Martin Truex Jr., gives him a push. So Truex goes to second. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kurt Busch are side by side for third. Truex to the number two position. He quickly puts three car lengths between that side by side battle. Kurt Busch down low. Dale Earnhardt Jr. up high. Give it to Busch. He'll go to third. Drops Jr. to the number four. Greg Biffle round out the top five. Sixth is Tony Stewart. Scott Riggs is seventh. Eighth is Jamie McMurray. Ninth is Kyle Busch. And Jeff Gordon, the final car in the top ten as they work their way off turn four. Right behind Jeff Gordon, there's Carl Edwards on the move. He pulls his Ford down to the inside of the Chevy of Kevin Harvick. Harvick gives way. And Carl pulls by to grab the spot, maybe not so quickly. Here comes Harvick again, challenging back on the outside. Back to the high lane he goes, and Kevin Harvick drives it deep into turn number one. Carl Edwards buries his four down on the white line. Advantage goes to 
to Edwards by a nose off turn two. Further up, Tony Stewart is on the march. He has gotten by Scott Riggs. Now he gets by Greg Biffle, and he's going to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Side by side for position number four. Off turn four, they will stay side by side. Coming back across the line, Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the outside, and Tony Stewart is there down toward the inside. That battle rages off to turn one. The wheel-to-wheel battle is for the number four position. Stewart down low, Earnhardt Jr. up near the safer barrier. No contest. In turn number one, Tony Stewart just drives away by a car length to the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to regain some lost ground. He's on the back bumper of the Home Depot Chevrolet, but off the end of the back straightaway, Tony Stewart dies for the bottom. Dale Jr. hugs the safer barrier, and Stewart will safely walk away with the spot. Matt Kenseth leads by one full second. Martin Truex Jr. is second. Then comes Kurt Busch in third, Tony Stewart fourth, and that ongoing battle for fifth in turn one. Dale Jr. nearly got into the fence coming off turn number four, had to check that car up, and that left him a sitting duck for Greg Biffle, who takes the Aflac four to the bottom of the racetrack, and he'll take the fifth spot away. Dale Earnhardt Jr. falls back to sixth. Further back, Jamie McMurray is under fire. The all-tail dodge of Ryan Newman has come to life. Here comes Newman, opens up the inside line at the entrance of turn number three. Kevin Harvick is there as they race that way off the corner. All of that battling going on from the 11th position on back. Lap number 24 goes on the board. Let's check in downstairs with Alex Hayden. Well, we were talking about Dale Earnhardt Jr. possibly getting in the wall. Dave Moody mentioned it. With my position down here in the turn four in the pit road, he left some red paint on that white safer barrier coming off turn four. But it doesn't seem to be hurting the car that much, Mike Bagley. He's regaining some of that lost ground. He is, and he's staying with Greg Biffle off the end of the back straightaway. Of course, Junior loves the high lane, and that's where he plants the Budweiser Chevrolet about half a foot off the outside retaining wall. Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides along in the sixth position, then Scott Riggs in seventh, and Kyle Busch in the eighth spot. Here comes Kyle Busch now trying to challenge Riggs. Tucked right up underneath the rear spoiler of the Valvoline Dodge for Scott Riggs. They, in turn, have reeled in Dale Earnhardt Jr. Here comes Kyle Busch to the outside. He'll try and do it the hard way. Rockets off the top side of turn number two. No contest for him. He will flash by Scott Riggs. And now the task at hand. Chop down five car lengths of real estate and catch Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kyle gets the seventh position. Riggs falls to eighth. Now Jeff Gordon goes after him. Here's Jeff pulling down to the inside of the racetrack in the trioval alongside Scott Riggs. Riggs battles back at the line. Can he hold off Jeff Gordon? Scott Riggs a little bit deeper on the throttle into turn number one. It'll give him a half a car length advantage over Jeff Gordon. But Gordon taking the short way around, battles back, and looks to take the spot on the back stretch. He'll take the eighth position midway up the back straightaway. Put Jeff Gordon in eighth. Scott Riggs falls back to ninth. And the battle for third is beginning to tighten. Kurt Busch starting to get some pressure from Tony Stewart. Here's Tony Stewart now. He takes a look around to the outside. Now he has to get back into line and follow the tire tracks as lap number 27 goes on the board. Let's hear from Steve Post. Well, we talked about Dale Earnhardt Jr. bouncing the Budweiser Chevrolet off the wall. He has not had many good things to say since we've gone green about his race car. Said it's just sliding up the track terribly, and he believes that might not be the last time he makes contact Trouble with the Trouble on the back straightaway. Kyle Busch around by himself, noses it into the outside retaining wall. The Kellogg's Car Quest Chevrolet has a problem midway down the back straightaway. The car breaks loose, pounds the concrete, 
and slides down the banking, and he sits on the apron in turn number three. Dave Moody, you may have had a better look at that. It appeared from over here that Junior ran right up behind Kyle Busch. Hard to tell if there was any contact or not, Joe, or maybe he just took the air off the rear spoiler of the Kyle Busch machine, but Kyle gave the wall an awful cloud about midway down the back straightaway, heading for turn number three. He refires the machine and pulls away, but he's got some heavy-duty damage on that car. We're watching the replay here on the next television screen, and again, it was halfway down the back straightaway, far from Dave Moody's view there, and it was headed towards Mike Bagley, so he couldn't see, but the screen clearly shows that Junior ran up there and tapped Kyle Busch and knocked him around. Yeah, we often use the term close quarters racing. I think that was maybe even a little bit closer than close, as we are under the caution flag with 28 laps complete. Back with you at Kansas City, wrapping up the second caution of the day, where Matt Kenseth is the race leader, Martin Truex Jr. is second, Kyle Petty third, Kurt Busch fourth, Jeff Gordon is fifth, 30 of 267 laps are complete. The field less than a half lap from getting the restart here this afternoon for the LifeLock 400. Again, uh, two caution flags have come out. The first for rain back at lap number uh, 13. The field came in, took on uh, tires and uh, fueled up at that time. And then, of course, the red flag followed that for some 45 minutes. And now with Kyle Busch being involved in the crash on the back straightaway, his car back in the garage. We'll hear from Kyle momentarily, but... On the track, we're going back onto the green with Matt Kenseth and his Ford Fusion leading the way into the trioval. Green flag is out. Kenseth on the gas. He pulls away, but Kurt Busch is all over. Martin Truex Jr. Throws. tries first to the outside and now dives down low. He threw the fake to the outside, now dives down low, and here comes the Miller Lite Dodge on the hunt for the number two position. Kurt Busch to the inside of Martin Truex Jr. He's going to take that spot by half a car length. Now Martin Truex Jr. rallies back in the outside lane. Truex and Busch wheel to wheel off the end of the back straightaway. That is the race for the number two position, and Jeff Gordon closes in to make that a three-man battle. Gordon takes a look down low, swings it back up toward the outside wall now. It's Kurt Busch who rides in second. Martin Truex Jr. third. Jeff Gordon joins them in turn one. Here comes Gordon diving to the inside, dives deep to the inside as Truex is up the wall and in trouble. He hits the wall. There may be a tire down on the right front corner. There is the Cracker Boat Chevrolet. Another chase contender is in trouble. Flat right front tire for Truex. Everybody by on the back straightaway. Martin Truex Jr. is off the pace and working his way down the back straightaway. The tire casing comes apart off the end of the back chute, and he's limping the car around the top side of turn number three. And you'll see the caution flag when he comes back off turn number four. Again, Martin Truex Jr. was running in the third spot when a tire went down and turned two in front of Dave Moody. Well, it was either the greatest run in the history of stock car racing by Jeff Gordon or a problem for Martin Truex Jr. It turned out to be the latter. He got into the corner okay, but then the car just would not turn. Slowly but surely, it crept up the banking, bounced off the safer barrier about midway between one and two, and he came past our vantage point. That right front tire was already dead flat, made it to the end of the back straightaway behind before the casing came apart. Fortunately for him, it brought out the caution flag, so he can limp his way back to pit road. Truex is in his pit stall right now. Let's cover the stop. Martin Truex Jr.'s team working on the right side of the car. There is a little bit of cosmetic sheet metal damage, and this is a very aero-sensitive track. The crew continuing to pull that sheet metal off the right front corner. Right side tires are on, and the crew continues to work there. They do have an extra moment or two. Field still working under the caution flag as the truck is about to be dropped and get Martin Truex back out there as they continue to survey the damage at the right front. Matt Kenseth lines up as the race leader for the restart. Kurt Busch now the second-place man. Jeff Gordon's worked his way back up to third. Got Clint Boyer there in fourth and Denny Hamlin fifth. 
Then comes Dale Earnhardt Jr., Greg Biffle, Tony Stewart, Reed Sorensen, and Elliott Sadler. That's the top ten as we get ready to see the green flag again. Here's the field now coming off turn number four. Watching the pace car, it now makes the left-hand turn and heads down the pit lane. We'll get the restart at lap 35. It's Matt Kenseth at the front of the field. His Ford comes down to the line with the Dodge of Kurt Busch, then the Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon lined up behind. Green flag is in the air. Kenseth leads the field once again back toward turn one. They're back in the number four position, shucking and jiving and going three wide almost at the drop of the green. The challenge is on further to the front as well. Kurt Busch wasting no time. Takes a peek to the inside of Kenseth for the Kurt Busch all over the backside of Matt Kenseth, wanting the top spot, but for now, relegated to following Matt off the end of the back straightaway. The front three, down to the inside of the first track, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, and Jeff Gordon. Kurt looking for a chance to make a move by Matt Kenseth. Can't quite do it as they come back down to the line. He'll stay in single file. Let's hear from Kyle Busch, who's in the garage. Back in the garage area, not where you want to be, Kyle. What happened? Just, uh, you know, racing around, minding our own business. Had a pretty good uh, Kellogg's CarQuest Chevrolet. It was really good, as a matter of fact. I just thought it might have been a top three or a top five car and just minding our own business. And, uh, you know, left the lane for him on the outside because I knew he was going to have a run. And um, he ran me over for no reason whatsoever. So um, just an unfortunate circumstance. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, these guys aren't very appreciative of it. You know, the guy that's going to be racing for him next year just dumped their car and has a great shot for the championship where he doesn't. So, you know, it's unfortunate for them, but, um, you know, also for myself and everybody on this team. The championship battle, where does this leave you as far as the points championship this year? Who cares? It's it's three in right now. We've still got seven more to go. We're going to have to make it up, obviously. And, um, you know, we had a top three car today. That's the point is that uh, we're not going to get a top three finish. Kyle Busch, very frustrated back here. The driver he referenced, Dale Earnhardt Jr. We've talked about there was contact between those two. And uh, obviously, Kyle Busch, very frustrated. Posted in the 43rd position. But on the racetrack, speaking of Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's in quite a tussle. He's in the 7th position and under, under fire now in turn 1. And he's going in the wrong direction, Kurt. He just lost 6th to Tony Stewart. 7th now to Greg Biffle. Here comes Reed Sorensen digging for the bottom as Earnhardt just tries to get the advantage up high. For now, he'll snuggle in on the back bumper of Greg Biffle, keeping Reed Sorensen at bay. Matter of fact, Junior will race alongside Greg Biffle, but at the entrance of the corner, takes a high lane, and that allows the boys down low to advance. Let's go back up front. Matt Kenseth still with the lead. He's begun to pull away a bit from Kurt Busch. It's tightening up there behind Bush as Jeff Gordon has arrived on the scene. Gordon's got some ideas for that number two position as well. He goes right to the bottom of the racetrack in turn number one. Kurt Busch freewheeling it about two lanes off the bottom. He'll leave the door open, but Gordon can't get there. Bush gets the better run off turn two. Jeff Gordon does not, and he'll follow Bush off the end of the back chute. Here again, the battle for the second spot is relived. Here's Bush up the racetrack. Jeff Burton making that to Jeff Gordon back down to the inside. Dodge Chevy battle for the second position right Right behind the Ford of Matt Kenseth, back across the line. Kenseth the leader, Kurt Busch second, then Jeff Gordon. Now Busch is going to turn the heat up on the leader. He snuggles up on the back bumper of the DeWalt Ford, dives to the inside lane, and he'll make a challenge for the number one spot. Busch looking well, but Kenseth too strong off the top of two. Ford, Dodge, and Chevy break away up front. Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, and Jeff Gordon. Kenseth does not use the inside lane. Instead, takes it up the banking. One groove off the wall, leading the lane open downstairs for Bush and Gordon. Yeah, Jeff Gordon's the only one who actually utilized that bottom lane that time through turns three and four. Now Kurt Bush pulls down there as well. And both again 
trying to close in on race leader Matt Kenseth. Three cars nose to tail, first, second, and third, and all three using a different groove this time. Matt Kenseth up top, Kurt Busch in the middle, Jeff Gordon on the bottom, no change in position. They are nose to tail, racing for the lead off the end of the back straightaway. Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon. Bush up the track, Kenseth up the track, Gordon to the bottom, they try to flare out and try to shake it up top. And there they come off the corner, and once again, they all have to line up nose to tail, but only for a moment. Here comes Kurt Bush again, cranks it up down to the inside of Matt Kenseth. Thunders to the bottom of the racetrack and will make his best bid yet for the lead. Kurt Bush down to the bottom of the racetrack, Matt Kenseth trying to freewheel it up high, has Bush got enough? No, he won't get it done this time off turn two. Kenseth hangs on to the lead, but Kurt Bush trying to hound him out of that top spot. Again, the pressure is applied, and Bush goes back to the bottom. Bush, though, slides up the middle of the racetrack, slides higher and higher as Kenseth rim rides off the top of turn four. And Kurt Bush trying to make the pass on race leader Matt Kenseth. Right behind him, Jeff Gordon, and Jeff's the one now stepping out of line. He's going after Kurt Bush for second. Kurt Bush got stuck up in the outside lane behind Matt Kenseth. May have had to breathe the throttle for a moment, and that opened the door of opportunity for Jeff Gordon. Here comes Gordon to the bottom. He challenges Kurt Bush for the number two spot. What was the battle for the lead? Now is the battle for the second position. Gordon and Bush wheel to wheel, and Gordon now gets the better of the battle coming back into the corner. Fender out in front for Jeff Gordon. Here's Kurt Bush rallying back. They almost stack him three wide. Gordon down to the inside alongside of Kurt Bush, still going side by side for the second spot. Now Bush has more momentum off the turn. He's back to the second spot again. Kurt Bush to second. Jeff Gordon still working hard in that number three position and not far back. Kenny Hamlin beginning to close in in fourth. Again, the top three all take a different line, but they come off turn two, nose to tail. All three taking very different lines through the corners. Matt Kenseth comes to the entrance of turn three, darts to the high side of the racetrack. Bush goes one lane lower, and now Jeff Gordon will climb the ladder in turn four. There's some other battles going going on throughout the field, but this is by far the most entertaining. They're still working on Matt Kenseth, the race leader. Kurt Busch lined up behind him and Jeff Gordon right on Bush's bumper. Kenseth has stepped in a hornet's nest early this afternoon here at Kansas Speedway. He's got the lead by the slimmest of margins. Kurt Busch continues to test the bottom. Jeff Gordon looking even lower. Yeah, Kurt Busch, the man in the middle, trying to take the lead away from Matt Kenseth while trying to keep second place away from Jeff Gordon. Busch back to the bottom of the racetrack. It's Gordon and Matt Kenseth going topside. Kurt Busch is all alone down to the inside. Now here comes Jeff Gordon changing lanes. He moves from right to left. He gives Kurt Busch a shove all the way to the lead, headed back to turn one. Kurt Busch to the number one position, but maybe not for long because Gordon's got ideas about him as well. Here's Jeff Gordon looking to the inside lane as they come off turn two. Won't get it done. It's Busch, Gordon, Kenseth, and here comes Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin is five car lengths behind Matt Kenseth. Denny running in the fifth position. Then you go back about a second to Tony Stewart. They're the top five as they race their way to the main straightaway. Just noticed as Ryan Newman passed the start-finish line a few moments ago, that engine is sounding very sour, and Newman has lost a number of spots. He's dropped back into the 30th position. We'll follow up there on what's already been a tough weekend for Ryan Newman. Yeah, things uh, seem to go well for him in Bud Pole qualifying on Friday. Then he had some problems at post-qualifying inspection. Had to start from the 42nd spot, and now apparently developing some mechanical problems here this afternoon. On the racetrack, it is Kurt Busch who continues to show the way. Now, Jeff Gordon gave him an assist when he went to the lead last time by, but this time off the corner, it's Jeff Gordon who's down low, challenging for the top spot. Jeff's on the attack now, pulls to the inside, looks momentarily underneath Kurt Busch. Can't make the move. He'll fall back in line. They're both 
now pulling away from third place Matt Kenseth. They've opened up about four, maybe five car lengths over Kenseth in third. An equal gap, about five back to Denny Hamlin in that number four position. Leaders come to the back straightaway, and one of the fastest cars on the racetrack is Jimmy Johnson. He is blasting his way through the field. He is already up to seventh. He's looking for sixth, down to the inside of Greg Biffle. Side by side, Ford and Chevy, and it's Jimmy Johnson continuing his march to the front. Well, he goes toward the front. We told you Ryan Newman has fallen to the back of the field. Steve Post, what's the story there? Kurt, you guys diagnosed a possible engine problem, and indeed that's the case. Mike Nelson, the crew chief on the Alltel Dodge, just gave me the signal. They are running on seven cylinders. They don't know what the problem is. They're going to ride around, stay in the lead lap as long as they can before they come in and try to diagnose the problem, but the engine is slow on Ryan Newman's car. Ryan Newman shown back in the 30th spot. At the front of the field, Kurt Busch shows the way, but Jeff Gordon continues to apply pressure. Back with you at Kansas City, where Kurt Busch is the leader in the early stages of the LifeLock 400. His advantage just over a full second. Back to Jeff Gordon, who rides in the second position. If you have joined us late today, a couple of the drivers involved in the chase for the Nextel Cup have already experienced problems here this afternoon. One of them was Kyle Busch, who wrecked and is now out of the race, shown in the 43rd position. And Martin Truex Jr. cut down a tire earlier today, but he has now worked his way from the back of the field all the way back up to the 19th position on the lead lap. Again, we told you Jimmy Johnson won the Bud Pole for the race, but uh, had to go to the rear after crashing his car. Most recently on this most recent restart, he was back beyond the 30th starting position, and, man, he's charged up to the pack, now running in the sixth spot. If you're trying to keep tabs on Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's had some problems today, but right now he's solidly in the top ten, running in the eighth position. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap 56. Kurt Busch leads, Jeff Gordon is second, Matt Kenseth third, Tony Stewart is fourth, and Denny Hamlin fifth. Jimmy Johnson is sixth, Greg Biffle seventh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. eighth, Clint Boyer ninth, and Casey Kane tenth. Reed Sorensen eleventh, Kevin Harvick is twelfth, Jamie McMurray thirteenth, David Gilliland is fourteenth, Carl Edwards fifteenth, Mark Martin in sixteenth, Dave Blaney is seventeenth, Martin Truex Jr. is now up to the eighteenth position, David Rudeman nineteenth, and Paul Menard is twentieth. Twenty-first is Elliot Sadler, twenty-second Dale Jarrett, J.J. Yaley twenty-third, David Stremme twenty-fourth, and Bobby Labonte is twenty-fifth. Michael Waltrimson, 26th, David Reagan, 27th, Jeff Burton, 28th, Jeff Green, 29th, and Kyle Petty, 30th. Then Ryan Newman, 31st, Scott Riggs is 32nd, Ken Schrader, 33rd, Johnny Sauter, 34th, Juan Pablo Montoya shows in 35th, Tony Raines is 36th, Casey Mears, 37th, Jeremy Mayfield is 38th, John Andretti, 39th, Robbie Gordon, 40th, Joe Nemechek in 41st position, Kenny Wallace is in 42nd. All of those drivers still on the racetrack and on the lead lap. Again, the only driver out of the race, Kyle Busch, is in the garage. He is shown in 43rd position. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Things pretty calm among the front five or six drivers. A little bit uh, behind that, though, Greg Biffle, the man on the move, as he swings wide off turn number four. Biffle going to work on Jimmy Johnson. We just talked about how fast Jimmy's going. He may have just kind of burned it to the ground here in this particular segment of green flag racing as Biffle's going by him and maybe getting by Denny Hamlin. Charges to the outside, blows Jimmy Johnson away in turn one, and he's got some ideas about Denny Hamlin as they head for three. Here's Denny Hamlin, sees Greg Biffle coming, drops down to the inside of the racetrack, allows Biffle to have the outside line approach into turn number three, and the Aflac Ford Fusion not only bypasses Jimmy Johnson, but bypasses Denny Hamlin as well. 
and there's trouble off turn number four. Kenny Wallace loses control and spins his Ford off the corner down to the apron of the racetrack. He now turns it around, gets it refired, and continues on his way, but not before the caution flag has come out for the fourth time here this afternoon. Kenny was running back in the 42nd position, not having a really spectacular day, sitting in for Ricky Rudd, who I understand will plan to come back into this car, the Robert Yates uh, Ford Fusion, at Lowe's Motor Speedway in a couple of weeks. Kenny, of course, uh, rather... Ricky being uh, involved in a crash at California Speedway several weeks ago, separating his shoulder. Uh, he says the uh, rehabilitation is coming along nicely, feeling a whole lot better, and he's hoping to get back in the car again in two weeks at Lowe's Motor Speedway. He's been through his share of those situations over the years and always bounces back nicely. We expect the same again this time. Hey, race fans, now that the secret's out, be the first to get your new junior gear at the NASCAR.com Superstore. They've got everything you need to wear number 88 proudly. While you're there, check out the Superstore deal of the week. Head to NASCAR.com now and receive an additional 15% discount when you enter MRN at checkout. Field works into turn number four, and the green light is on, indicating pit road is open. Indeed, here they all come. Kurt Busch leads the parade as they'll make these stops at lap 61. Let's cover Kurt's stop first. And well, the first two pit stop Kurt's Busch has had, lap, thir- or lap 13 to 29, he took right side tires only. This time, the Miller Lite Dodge team will make it a four-tire change. Two cans of Sunoco Racing Gasoline. Looks like no changes on the blue can of beer as the Miller Lite Dodge begins to roll away. Dale Jarrett, David Rudeman on the pit lane. Michael Waltrip. Here's Carl Edwards on the lane as well with David Reagan. Routine service. Here's the turn four in. Winston Kelly. Matt Kenseth getting four tires this time as well. He, too, very tight. Makes some chassis adjustments. Looks like he's going to ease out just in front of Jeff Gordon. But Jeff Gordon with a head of steam. Is he going to be the first off of pit road? Looks like Jeff Gordon might be the first out of pit road. Jimmy Johnson on pit road along with Casey Mears. Jeff Burton needs some grip on his car. Kevin Harvick a little bit tight in his machine. Same thing for Mark Martin out of Steve Post. Winston, there are a lot of guys in the DuPont team beating on their chest. They nailed the pit stop. As you mentioned it, they were out first. It was four tires. No major adjustments on the DuPont Chevy back up on the speedway. Others getting pit service. Dale Earnhardt Jr., they continue to work to the chassis of the Budweiser Chevy car. Jamie McMurray was in. Tony Stewart. Martin Truex Jr., Cliff Moyer, also in Ryan Newman. We talked about the problem under the hood of the Altel Dodge. And uh, Newman, they went under the hood, looked at it, see if they could figure out the problem. And now he rolls it back up onto the speedway. Like a problem for one Pablo Montoya as well. He pulled the uh, Haviland Dodge into his pit stall. Not quite squared up there, Steve, and now it's pulling away just in time as the field is coming off turn four. Well, I, I don't know if it's related or not. He was in there at a very weird angle, and the last time by, he got boxed in behind the car of Jeff Green, who was directly in front of him. So, not sure. We'll sneak down there and see if we can find out what might have happened on that pit stop, but the, the way the car sat in there, it looked like he had to wedge it in between Paul Menard, who was behind him, and Jeff Jeff Green, who was in front of him, and maybe he got boxed in, and maybe they just decided to take the opportunity to do a little bit more adjusting on the Texaco Haviland Dodge. Yeah, instead of one Pablo Montoya's car being parallel to the pit wall, he had that front bumper turned around at about a 45-degree angle facing the pit wall, but now he has since continued on his way. Fields just gotten the signal. We are now less than a lap from the restart. The restart will come at lap number 63. It is Jeff Gordon who shows as the race leader. He was first off the pit lane. NASCAR is showing Kurt Busch scored in second at this point with Matt Kenseth third, Tony Stewart is fourth, and Denny Hamlin completing the top five. 
Again, uh, the way they came off pit road was uh, Jeff Gordon first off the pit lane, then Matt Kenseth and Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart and Denny Hamlin coming off the pit road. That's brought to you by AAA, book a vacation, plan a road trip, buy life insurance, take out a car loan all in one pit stop. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. It's been a long afternoon already. We've not uh, completed the first uh, 100 laps yet. The 62 complete of 267 And, of course, we've had several caution flags, a 45-minute red flag because of rain that hit the area after the completion of only 13 laps here this afternoon. But now still with some scattered clouds around the area, looks like we're in great shape to roll along. And the green flag about to be displayed again here in Kansas City. Dave Blaney, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, and now Jeff Gordon have all spent time at the front of the field here this afternoon. The green flag is in the air, lap 63. Back underway in the LifeLock 400. Jeff Gordon, the leader, back to turn one. He's got a car length on Matt Kenseth. Kenseth, in turn, has a trunk full of Kurt Busch. Then comes Tony Stewart in fourth, Denny Hamlin in fifth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., who goes three wide around the outside of both Jimmy Johnson and Greg Biffle. And the battle's on for the lead. Matt Kenseth is on the back bumper of Jeff Gordon. Here's Kenseth to the high side of turn number three, trying to wind it up, fire it in there, and take the top spot, and he'll lose a little bit of ground this time through. Gordon, a two-time winner here at Kansas Speedway, up front for the first time this afternoon. He'd like to stay there for a while, but Matt Kenseth had the feel of leading early on. He wants it back. Takes a look to the inside. Jeff Gordon gives him about a lane down low, but not a lot more than that. Kenseth trying to shove it up the inside lane. He'll challenge Jeff Gordon. Matt Kenseth from the bottom side off turn number two. He's there. He's trying to squeeze alongside race leader Jeff Gordon, but Gordon's able to hold him at bay for now. At the entrance of the corner, Matt Kenseth charges hard. Jeff Gordon, though, more RPMs up the racetrack and will keep the lead. Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch have all been slugging it out at the front of the field. That's about to become a four-way battle, Dave Moody. Kurt Busch is there, and you can add Tony Stewart to the mix as well. This time, all four of them go single file right to the bottom of the racetrack. Fifth position belongs to Danny Hamlin. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now being challenged by Jimmy Johnson for six. Well, the Chevrolet is going at it there. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has fallen into the clutches of Jimmy Johnson. Here's Jr. Top side of turn number three. Jimmy Johnson just buries it down to the bottom of the racetrack. And it'll pay off for Jimmy Johnson. Greg Biffle tries to get a run underneath Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Jr. winds it up coming off turn four, holding off Biffle and Kevin Harvick, who ride just behind in turn one. They're beginning to stack up now behind the Budweiser Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Greg Biffle is there. Kevin Harvick is there. A couple of car lengths back. Clint Boyer. Two more. Back to Carl Edwards. Everybody taking a shot as the challenge is on for the lead. Matt Kenseth around the outside of Jeff Gordon. It looked like Gordon dropped down to let him go. And Jeff Burton has a problem on the back straightaway. He is off the pace and down to the inside of turn number three. The AT&T Chevrolet Monte Carlo of Jeff Burton in trouble. Another championship contender has issues at Kansas Speedway. Here's Burton now. He works his way off the corner. Drops down off the 15-degree banking in turn number four and slowly begins working his way toward his pit stall. Lap number 67 has just gone on the board. Again, Matt Kenseth is the race leader. He's opened up by some five car lengths on Jeff Gordon. Kurt Busch rides third. Tony Stewart is fourth. And Denny Hamlin shows in the fifth position. Let's go to Winston Kelly. And Jeff Burton, he looked like he was going to stop, and then he went on by. He said the car shut down like it had no fuel pressure, and then he just pulled away. He started to come in and just pulled away. So we'll find out from Scott Miller. They look a little bit perplexed themselves. He goes down to the end of the pit road. Now it begins to pull back up onto the racetrack, or at least twice to 
Is the car coming back to life, Dave Moody? No, it's absolutely not, Joe. It sputtered for a few moments, brought him out past his pit stall and back out onto the track, and now it is dead in the water, just barely creeping down along the apron halfway between turns one and two. In the meantime, the field continues to work their way around this mile-and-a-half layout. It is Matt Kenseth who has the lead. But, Dave, all of a sudden, look who's in second. Here's Tony Stewart. Smoke is on the march. He has gone to the outside, powered past Kurt Busch. He's powered past Jeff Gordon. He's got about six car lengths to make up before he can catch Matt Kenseth. The Home Depot Chevrolet has come to life. Tony Stewart working his way to the front of the field, trying to catch Matt Kenseth for the lead. But the caution flag is going to come out, and it's the result of Jeff Burton's car that has come to a stop over in turn two. That bright orange and black Chevrolet just dead in the water. The engine not running. He's about rolled to a stop here near the exit of turn number two, and uh, the field has charged by him to put him another lap down. Here comes the field off turn number four. Pace car turns down the pit lane. That leaves Matt Kenseth at the front of the field, getting ready for the restart of the LifeLock 400. It will come at lap 73. All 42 cars still on the racetrack, or 41 that is, are still on the lead lap, so it's a single-file restart. And at the front of the pack, Matt Kenseth. He's on the gas trying to get away. Right behind him, Tony Stewart, and Tony's making a move in turn one. Immediately to the bottom of the racetrack, but Matt Kenseth sees him coming and slams the door. Kurt Busch will counterattack. He goes to the outside to try and challenge. And Jeff Gordon's under fire from Denny Hamlin. Here's the FedEx car to the inside of Jeff Gordon, and the battle for the lead is on. Tony Stewart to the bottom of the racetrack. Matt Kenseth top five. New leader, Tony Stewart. And he opens the inside lane for Kurt Busch, who takes a peek down low, tries to get alongside of Matt Kenseth, but Stewart indeed goes to the front of the field at lap 74 and leads them back to turn one. Tony Stewart showed Kurt Busch how it's done as he powered underneath Matt Kenseth. Busch trying to do the same now, and he will get the job done as he exited turn number two. Stewart, Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth now the top three. And the battle for the fourth position continues. It's three men strong. It's Jeff Gordon and Denny Hamlin side by side. Jimmy Johnson right behind. Now throw Kevin Harvick into the mix. It's four men fight for position number Kyle Busch comes back onto the racetrack, 45 laps down, but trying to salvage all he can here this afternoon. At the line, Tony Stewart in control, but Kurt Busch all over him in turn one. Stewart right to the bottom, as is usually his fashion. Kurt Busch is going to climb the banking, give it a try in the outside lane. Hasn't got enough that time. Here they come up the back straightaway. It's Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, two-car breakaway. Three car lengths back to Matt Kenseth in third. Four back to Jeff Gordon in fourth. Then you've got Jimmy Johnson behind Jeff. And Denny Hamlin's got his hands full with Kevin Harvick. Denny Hamlin in the sixth position. Kevin Harvick behind him in seventh. Here comes a challenge for the lead. Tony Stewart on top, but here's Kurt Busch working down to the inside. Busch finally finagles that low groove away from Tony Stewart, and it's going to result in a lead change. Busch goes back to the point again, way sideways. Tony Stewart loosens him up, comes back to the bottom, and they're side by side again. Wheel to wheel for the lead. Tony Stewart back to the bottom, and Kurt Busch is not cutting him any slack whatsoever. They remain side by side, and Matt Kenseth is there. Kenseth goes to the top side of the racetrack with Kurt Busch. Again, Tony Stewart makes his move to the inside of the racetrack. Kurt Busch draws even again at the start-finish line, and Kenseth making it a three-way battle. Now he follows the tire tracks of Busch. Three cars under a blanket. The battle for the lead at Kansas is hot and heavy. Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, then side-by-side behind them, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. The battle for the lead continues heading for three. It continues side-by-side. Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch. Busch with a fender out in front will dart to the top side of the racetrack. Tony Stewart back to the bottom, side by side with Matt Kenseth having thoughts of going up the gun. Tony Stewart.
Stewart went to the front at lap 74. Kurt Busch regained the lead at lap 77. At lap 78, Kurt Busch the leader, but Tony Stewart is right there. Busch is there, but Stewart has got the bottom of the racetrack. He's taken the short way around while Kurt Busch keeps it wound up tight in that higher groove. So far, it's a stalemate. They continue to be dead even. Hey, they continue that side-by-side battle with Matt Kenseth having the best seat in the house for this one. Again, it's Busch with the advantage at the entrance to the corner. Tony Stewart very strong down low, and Matt Kenseth splitting the difference of the racetrack. Tony's got it planted right at the bottom of the track in turns three and four. Gets a good run off off the corner, but a little better run for Kurt Busch. He beats him to the start-finish line, and now here comes Matt Kenseth to challenge to the outside. Picks up the battle for the number two position now, but Tony Stewart may have none of that. He's still looking to get back after Kurt Busch. The battle continues for the top three position. Leaders come up the back straightaway, and they flash by Jeff Burton's Chevrolet. Now as it rejoins the battle. Here they come at the entrance of the corner. Battle for the lead is still a good one. Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart, three wide in turn four. Here's Stewart all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. Kurt Busch and Matt Kenseth stack up to the high side. Then the lap car of Jeff Burton behind them. He's 12 laps down. The leaders head back to turn one. Burton came off pit road a lap ago right in the middle of that battle in the top five positions. It's Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart, then the lap car of Burton, Jeff Gordon, and Jimmy Johnson. They come to the back straightaway now in single file formation. Only car out of line is the lap down car of Jeff Burton. Further back, here's Martin Truex Jr. Fifth, Greg Biffle almost nails Kevin Harvick. Gets him crossed up coming into the corner, and that allows Truex to blow by Biffle and Harvick. Truex moving up to the ninth position again. Had a cut tire earlier this afternoon, working his way back up into the top ten. Now, Kurt Busch is in control. He's got a two-second lead over Tony Stewart, but Tony's under fire. Matter of fact, that's a three-way battle up in turn two. He's just taken the second spot back from Matt Kenseth. Now Kenseth has got his hands full with Jimmy Johnson. Johnson takes the low Chevrolet to the bottom in search of the number three spot. That is the race for the third position, and behind them, here comes Martin Truex Jr., the fastest car on the racetrack. Turn two, Robbie Gordon all by himself, spins at the tail end of the field, just brushes the outside wall with the right rear corner. Gets the car pointed back in the right direction, and he'll continue on. But he's got a flat right rear tire. Well, maybe he won't. Now he's spun it out again. That flat right rear is not helping the cause at all. Caution flag will come out uh, for the sixth time. Looked like for a moment it was going to be okay, Dave. He took off and, as you said, spun again. Yeah, that's what happened, Joe. I think he cut the right rear tire down about midway between turn one and two. That machine bobbled a couple of times. The Camping World Ford then spun. He just grazed the outside wall, did not do too much damage. When he got it pointed in the right direction, that right rear tire still wasn't giving him a whole lot of help, and he ended up spinning the car on the back straightaway. So the caution flag again for the sixth time today. Single car incident for Robbie Gordon cutting a tire down over in turn number two. All right, so here they come now off turn number four. Martin Truex Jr. is the race leader. They've reshuffled the pack and put Kurt Busch back in the second spot for the restart. Matt Kenseth lines up in the third position. Then Tony Stewart fourth. And Denny Hamlin lines up fifth. The only car not on the lead lap that is on the racetrack right now. Actually, there's two. One's way back at the back, Kyle Busch. The other being Jeff Burton who is 11 laps down. Green is out. Truex on the gas. Pulls away by two car links over Kurt Busch as they head to one. Gets away from the lap machine of Jeff Burton. Kurt Busch will do the same. Now Matt Kenseth as well in that outside lane. Martin Truex Jr. to the bottom of the racetrack will lead. Kurt Busch to the back straightaway. Front three have cleared the lap traffic. Now they stack it up from fourth on back. Jimmy Johnson sees Tony Stewart to his left elbow. Matter of fact, Stewart's going to wind it up and fire it to the inside of turn number three. He'll take the number four position, but Johnson's got more trouble at the back.
Off the turn, here's Denny Hamlin. Looks to the inside of Jimmy Johnson's machine. Not able to make the pass yet. And here comes Jeff Gordon. He lines up right behind Denny Hamlin. And at the front of the pack, the heat is on for the lead once again. Kurt Busch is not going to wait around. He goes to the bottom. Way up high goes Truex. Nearly gets a piece of the wall. He'll lose the lead and second place. Kenseth bypasses Truex on the back straightaway. He'll take the number two position. And Truex falls back to third. Tony Stewart is fourth. Jimmy Johnson is fifth. Everybody working to the inside of the lap car is Jeff Burton. Kurt Busch back at the point, coming down to the line. Matt Kenseth lined up in the second spot. Truex falls back to third. Here's the challenge for fourth. Tony Stewart trying to hold off Jimmy Johnson. Johnson snuck a peek to the inside of Tony Stewart's Chevrolet about midway on the front stretch, but Stewart saw him coming, moved down the track and put the block on. Johnson again looking to the inside. Nothing there on the back stretch. He's got to follow Stewart off the end of the back straightaway. That again the battle for the number four position. Right in front of them, Martin Truex Jr. is there. That is soon to be a, uh, a three-man fight for the number three spot. At the front of the field, you've got two drivers involved in the chase who had tough weekends in Dover one week ago. Better luck so far here this afternoon. Kurt Busch leading Matt Kenseth back to turn two. And it's a three-man dance for the third position, and it's going to be a three-wide three-man dance. Johnson on the bottom. Stewart in the middle. Truex up high. Nobody with the advantage inches apart on the back straightaway. They continue three wide, and now Tony Stewart bails out, but Stewart crowds Johnson back to the bottom. They're back to three wide racing. Up the gut, and emerging with the spot is Tony Stewart, but he drives it way deep into the corner, and then it was the inside as a third spot for now, Tony Stewart does, but not for long. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. He'll pull down to the inside and challenge again in turn one. Charges to the bottom of the racetrack as they hit the banking in turn number one, but Tony Stewart is not done yet. He rides about midway on the banking, trying to keep Johnson pinned. He bobbles a bit, and that will allow Stewart to get away. Stewart grabs third. Johnson falls back to fourth. Martin Truex Jr. losing spots in wholesale fashion. He has fallen to fifth and under pressure from Denny Hamlin, who opens up the inside line in turn three. Everything getting very intense as lap 97 is about to go on the board. The top eight drivers in the running order right now, all eight involved in the chase for the next Hell Cup. Several drivers involved in the chase for the next Hell Cup have had problems here this afternoon. You can add the name of Clint Boyer to that list. NASCAR has penalized him. He was too fast coming off the pit lane. He's been relegated now back to the 29th position. Now debris has been spotted on the racetrack. So caution is out, and the caution flag flies once again here this afternoon, the seventh time we have gone under the yellow flag. Kurt Busch is the race leader. Matt Kenseth second. Jimmy Johnson is third. Tony Stewart is fourth. Denny Hamlin shows in the fifth position. Under the caution flag for the seventh time this afternoon in the LifeLock 400 for the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Debris spotted on the racetrack. Kurt Busch is the race leader. Lap 101 of 267 has just gone on the board. Most of the leaders will stay on the racetrack under the yellow flag. A handful of drivers taking the opportunity to make pit stops. First to Alex Hayden. And Bobby Labonte is one of those. It'll be right side tires only for Bobby Labonte as he screeches it away. It'll be four tires for Dale Jarrett. You also have J.J. Yaley. Johnny Sauter, Tony Raines, among others, at the turn four end of pit road. Winston Kelly. Scott Riggs comes in. Teammate Elliot Sadler goes out. Casey Mears on pit road along with Jeff Bird, Joe Nemechek. The guys on this end of pit road getting service. Steve Post. Dale Earnhardt Jr. brought his Budweiser Chevy in. Also, it was Clint Boyer, the Jack Daniels Chevy. We talked about their pit road speeding. They were deep in the field. They put four Goodyear Racing Eagles on that Chevrolet and sent him back on the racetrack. Also, in Kyle Petty, Jeff Green, and Paul Menard getting pit work here in the middle portion of pit road. Field is less than a half lap from the restart. We'll get the restart at lap number 103. Kurt Busch is the race leader. Matt Kenseth second. Jimmy Johnson is third. Tony Stewart is fourth. Denny Hamlin shows in fifth. The rest of the top ten, Jeff 
Gordon in sixth, Martin Truex Jr. in seventh, Kevin Harvick is eighth, Dave Blaney has worked his way back up to ninth, and Greg Biffle completes the top ten. So we'll have 39 cars running on the lead lap here at Kansas City as they work off turn four and come back to the start-finish line. The pace car hits the pit lane, and Kurt Busch at the head of the pack lines up alongside 11-lap down Jeff Burton. you got Matt Kenseth second in line, then Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart, and Denny Hamlin. Kurt does a little crossover move, pulls down to the low side in front of Jeff Burton. He'll leave Kenseth and Jimmy Johnson the battle for second. They'll both have to climb the banking and try and take the outside lane past the Jeff Burton machine. And Kurt Bush just gets away on turn number two. They still haven't cleared the lap traffic. Jeff Burton still dead center right between Matt Kenseth and Kurt Busch. And here's the battle for the fourth position. Make that the number three spot. Tony Stewart climbs the banking, trying to get the run on Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson working down low up off the bottom of the corner. And here comes Tony Stewart to the high side. Further up, here's second place Matt Kenseth finally clearing the lap car of Jeff Burton. He'll take the number, uh, number two position and out into the clean air. Tony Stewart wins the battle for third. He slides past Jimmy Johnson and underneath Jeff Burton. Fourth is Johnson, fifth to Denny Hamlin. Jimmy Johnson has yet to clear the Jeff Burton lap car. He'll follow him off the end of the back straightaway. Now Burton goes to the high side of turn three. That opens the inside lane for Jimmy Johnson, and Denny Hamlin is there as well. Jimmy pulls down to the low side, getting by Jeff Burton's lap car. Denny Hamlin tried to make the bid, could not make it stick. Further back, Kevin Harvick just completes a pass, getting by Martin Truex Jr. They were side-by-side in turns three and four, but again, Harvick grabs the spot, going to one. Move Kevin Harvick to the seventh position. Martin Truex Jr. still the high-planes rider right now. Wide up next to the safer barrier in eighth, trailed by Dave Blaney. Dave Blaney is knocking at the back door, trying to get by the Martin Truex Jr. automobile. The battle's on for the number two position. Here's Tony Stewart back to the bottom, trying to bypass Matt Kenseth. Stewart moves by to the inside. He will take over the second spot, relegating Kenseth back to third. Now that battle going on, better than a half second behind the leader, Kurt Busch. Here they come into turn number one. Kurt Busch with some daylight over Tony Stewart, but Tony has broken quickly away from Matt Kenseth, and he's beginning to whittle into the deficit as he catches Busch. Trying to catch the race leader, Kurt Busch, five car lengths out in front of the Home Depot Chevrolet of Tony Stewart. It's four back to Matt Kenseth in third. It's three back to Jimmy Johnson in fourth, and two car lengths back to Denny Hamlin in fifth. Problem for Casey Kane last time coming off turn number four. He slowed, has fallen all the way to the rear of the pack. Looked like he was trying to make his way on the pit lane, but could not because of the traffic that was moving by. Now he'll come off turn four and hit pit road at lap 107. The leaders are off turn two. Here comes Kurt Busch. He has the race leader. He has a five-car length lead over Tony Stewart. Everybody minding their P's and Q's and staying in single-file formation. You go back to Jeff Gordon. He's trying to regain some lost ground. He's trying to catch Denny Hamlin, who right now is dealing with the lap car of Jeff Burton. Here they come, back off the corner. The leaders all straighten out and line up single-file back across the line. We Told you there is a problem for Casey Kane. He was off the pace. Let's cover his pit stop with Winston Kelly. The change in right side tires. It's a right rear tire that was cut down on the Dodge dealer's Dodge. They're going to go ahead and change four tires on Casey Kane's machine. Field works down the back straightaway again as they're chasing the uh, car of Kurt Busch. He's the race leader here at lap 109. Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, and Denny Hamlin, the rest of the top five. Let's take a moment now and update where the Coca-Cola racing family of drivers are currently running. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR. Tony Stewart's in second, Denny Hamlin fifth, Kevin Harvick is seventh, Greg Biffle 11th, Mark Martin just moved into 12th, 
Carl Edwards is 15th. Elliot Sadler, 19th. Bobby Labonte runs in 20th. 26th is Michael Waltrip. 27th, Dale Jarrett. Kyle Petty is 30th. Jamie McMurray, 36th. And Jeff Burton is 41st. That's a look at where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running as we approach lap 110. Leaders work their way back off turn number four. Lap 110 goes on the board this time by. And this time, Dave Moody, the battle is going to be on for the third position. It's going to be a short-lived battle, though, Kurt, because I think Matt Kenseth saw Jimmy Johnson coming and sees that he's got a pretty stout race car. He just moves to the bottom of the racetrack, and Jimmy Johnson will power around him for third. Below Chevrolet powers around the top side of turn number two. He'll take the number three position away from Matt Kenseth. Five car lengths back is Denny Hamlin, although Matt Kenseth goes back to the bottom, trying to get the spot back from Johnson. Yeah, Kenseth pulls back down, sees the opening underneath Jimmy Johnson, can't quite make it stick. He'll fall back in line for the time being. Further back, Kevin Harvick clearing the lap car of Jeff Burton right on his heels, Dave Blaney. Now Blaney comes along with him as they both duck to the inside of the Jeff Burton lap machine. They both now are trying to reel in Jeff Gordon about two car lengths between each of those three machines. Kevin Harvick has gone to the whip in his Chevrolet. Dave Blaney is along for the ride as well. They're trying to catch Jeff Gordon who takes a different line in turn three. A groove and a half off the bottom of the racetrack while Harvick and Blaney work downstairs. Plenty of room down low for Kevin Harvick to try to take away that sixth position from Jeff Gordon. He's not able to complete the pass off turn four. He now gets back in line. He follows the tire tracks of Gordon back to turn one. Jeff Gordon under the gun for position right now, riding about midway up the banking. Kevin Harvick glued right to the bottom, trying to take the short way around, has not quite yet been able to put a wheel to the inside of Gordon. Harvick has not been able to complete the pass. He's not been able to get alongside with the whole length of his race car. He's had a corner panel alongside at best and for now has to fall back in line behind Gordon, who takes the inside line this time through. So they work off turn number four, back to start, finish, starting to separate a little bit up front. Chase contenders doing very well so far with the exception of one anyway, Kurt. The front seven cars, all chase contenders. Got Martin Truex Jr. back at 11th, Clint Boyer 17th. Uh, then further back in the field, of course, Jeff Burton and Kyle Busch. Those are the two who had problems here earlier this afternoon. Martin Truex had some problems, but has bounced back from that. Same case for Jimmy Johnson, now running in the third position. It's been an up-and-down day already for a lot of drivers, and we're not even quite to the halfway point in today's race, although we are getting close to halfway. Lap number 114 of 267 has just gone on the board, and Kurt Busch continues to lead the LifeLock 400. Back with you at Kansas City where Kurt Busch is the leader of the LifeLock 400 for the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Lap 119 goes on the board. We are just 15 laps shy of the halfway point. Joe, one of the most aggressive drivers on the racetrack right now. He's challenging again for position has been Dave Blaney. Yeah, Dave Blaney has popped up there having a great run here this afternoon after they've had quite a bit of uh, struggles throughout the course of this year. Not the fact that he's not run well at times, but seems like it always ends prematurely. Something goes wrong for that uh, Caterpillar Toyota. But so far today, he's looking good. Right now in the eighth position. Got Kurt Busch up front. Tony Stewart kind of closing in on him. May have a battle for the lead here in a few moments. Jimmy Johnson's third. Matt Kenseth fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. Then it's Kevin Harvick, Jeff Gordon, Dave Blaney, Greg Biffle, and David Gilliland having a good run here this afternoon. Let's pick up that battle for the lead. It's heating up off turn two. Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, 
tightening up. Battle for the lead comes down the back straightaway, and Stewart has shot down the deficit. It's down to one car length. Here's Bush to the top side of turn number three. Stewart down the middle of the racetrack, trying to close in and trying to get the lead. Tony Stewart led earlier this afternoon back at lap 74. Kurt Busch took the lead from him at lap 77. Bush is the leader at lap 121, but Stewart is right there in turn one. Two drivers with very distinct ideas about where they want to be. Kurt Busch running about two-thirds of the way up the back. Tony Stewart, as usual, he's the catfish, the bottom feeder. So far, he's been able to reel Bush in, but he hasn't been able to pass it. Matter of fact, he'll lose about two, maybe three car lengths this trip up the back straightaway. And now Stewart takes a different line. He comes up off the bottom, and he's a groove and a half off the outside retaining wall, trying to put that Home Depot Chevrolet anywhere where he can catch the race leader. For now, looks like Tony Stewart kind of drops back. He's maybe five car lengths off the rear deck of Kurt Busch. So let's let them stay where they are for the time being and check down on Pit Road at some of the developing stories. Have a follow-up there on some of the things happening over on the other side of the wall. Let's start with Winston Kelly. Well, several of the guys on this in the pit road have had kind of an up-and-down day. Mark Martin has been loose and tight. He's worked his way up into 13th position after starting all the way back in 39th position. Jimmy Johnson, well-documented. He even said after yesterday's practice that he liked that car, even though it didn't have quite the pedigree that's the other car that they had brought out. Obviously, that thing's running well for him as he's currently running in third position after starting shotgun. Kevin Harvick up to the sixth position. His car has been very tight early on in the day. Started in 17th position, but the car keeps getting better and better the further we go all day long. And Denny Hamlin, he's kind of, he continues to run pretty good up in the top five, exactly where he started. He continues to like the way that machine is running. Final thought, Matt Kenseth ran over a piece of debris just a little while ago. But he's had the crew look at the front valence of the car. Doesn't look like there's any damage, and he's still in fourth position. Now let's go to the garage area and Steve Post. Well, Ryan Newman, the all-tail Dodge, sits back here. Ryan, what finally put you out? We dropped the cylinder there uh, just after a little bit, after that rain delay, and then it went all together there at the end. So uh, just unfortunate. The all-tail Dodge was definitely fast. I had a fast car. I could hold my own in the corners. Actually, I was gaining about four lengths in the corners and losing about six on each straightaway, and just uh, eventually it expired. So... uh, Unfortunate for the all Dodge. No doubt about it. Tough break for Ryan Newman as he is out of it early here at Kansas. Let's go to Alex Hayden. Kurt Busch started 12th, Steve, and having a pretty good day, obviously, out front. He said the car's just getting a little bit tight here as the laps continue on. Something they'll make an air pressure adjustment, perhaps a, a round of wedge when they have their next pit stop. He came on the radio and said they're not that bad. It's just the fact that Tony Stewart is getting that much better. So Kurt Busch right now likes his car, wants just one more adjustment on the next pit stop. After all, happened to give a call to David Rudeman. His Toyota by Domino's is having a pretty good day after starting 25th. He's up to 15th position. He, too, saying the car gets better as the laps tick away. So David Rudeman happy with his car. And uh, Kenny Wallace was in the garage area for some 40 laps. Had a fitting come off the right front brake caliper. Lost all kinds of time, but Kenny Wallace has a Snickers Ford back on the track. You heard Alex talking about the fine run for Kurt Busch here this afternoon. He has led 61 of the 126 laps thus far. Lap 131 is on the board, just three laps shy of the halfway point now. Front uh, position, Kurt Busch uh, pretty well settled in now over uh, Tony Stewart. Uh, just about a second, I guess, between those two. Jimmy Johnson in third. He's about three seconds back. Denny Hamlin fourth. 
from there on back, Mike Bagley, that's really the closest racing we're seeing now. Yeah, Denny Hamlin looks back. He sees some company coming in the form of Matt Kenseth, Dave Blaney, and Kevin Harvick. Four drivers starting to stack up for the number four position. Don't forget that Matt Kenseth has had a very strong car here. He's led some 49 laps this afternoon. He finds himself in the fifth position right now. And Dave Blaney's been on the charge, and Dave Moody, here he comes again. Whole bunch of yellow closing the gap on Denny Hamlin. Matt Kenseth, yellow and black, DeWalt Ford. Dave Blaney's yellow and black, Caterpillar Toyota. Kevin Harvick's yellow and red, 10-12 Chevrolet. All closing in on Hamlin. Trying to catch that black machine as it comes off the end of the back straightaway. Denny Hamlin, the black, red, and white FedEx Chevrolet. Looks back and sees a side-by-side battle between Dave Blaney and Matt Kenseth. Ninth place battle is a good one. Couple of chase contenders going at it there. It is Jeff uh, Jeff Gordon, that is, trying to hold off Clint Boyer. And right behind them, David Gilliland having a great run here today for Robert Yates Racing. He's chasing Martin Truex Jr. Here's Boyer down to the bottom. He'll try and take advantage of Jeff Gordon fading DuPont Chevrolet. Boyer to the inside. Gordon on the outside. They're going to race side by side to the back stretch. Two Chevrolets racing for that position. Gordon rallies back on the outside of the racetrack. Clint Boyer's got it buried to the bottom. Gordon can't hang with him. Boyer just blows him away. Come off turn number four. That will move Clint Boyer up to the ninth position and will relegate Jeff Gordon back into the tenth spot. Field crosses the line. Lap 134 has just gone on the board. That means we are halfway home in the LifeLock 400. The leaders now working their way off turn two. They're headed up the back stretch toward Mike Bagley. Watching that battle for the fourth position. Denny Hamlin has it solidly for now, but it's tightening up for the fifth spot. Dave Blaney has gotten around Matt Kenseth for that position. And behind Kenseth, you see Kevin Harvick, and now Greg Biffle enters the mix as well. Come working up off turn four, back to start-finish line as the skies darken even more here in Kansas City. Past the halfway mark, let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Kurt Busch is the race leader, one of seven different drivers who have had a turn at the front of the field here today. Tony Stewart rides in second, Jimmy Johnson third, Denny Hamlin fourth, and Dave Blaney having a great afternoon. He's in the fifth position. Matt Kenseth is sixth, seventh is Kevin Harvick, eighth is Greg Biffle, ninth Clint Boyer, and tenth is Jeff Gordon. Martin Truex Jr. shows in the 11th spot with David Gilliland 12th, Mark Martin is 13th, Reed Sorensen 14th, Dale Earnhardt Jr is 15th. Elliot Sadler 16th. Casey Mears is 17th. David Rudeman is 18th. Right now, among the rookie drivers in the race, he shows highest on the leaderboard in that 18th spot. Carl Edwards is in 19th, and J.J. Yaley is 20th. 21st is Dale Jarrett, 22nd David Reagan. David Stremme is 23rd. Kyle Petty, 34th. Our 24th and 25th is Bobby Labonte. 26th, Jeff Green. 27th, Paul Menard. Tony Raines is 28th. Johnny Sauter, 29th. And Jamie McMurray is 30th. Ken Schrader, 31st. Juan Pablo Montoya, 32nd. Michael Waltrip, 33rd. Scott Riggs, 34th. Jeremy Mayfield is 35th. John Andretti, 36th. Robbie Gordon, 37th. Joe Nemechek, 38th. Casey Kane is 39th. Jeff Burton is 40th. Ryan Newman in the 41st spot. He is in the garage. Then Kenny Wallace in 42nd. And Kyle Busch in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Still 36 cars are running on the lead lap here at the halfway point of the LifeLock 400. Green flag pit stops underway here at Kansas. Among the top five, Matt Kenza just reported a pit road. Let's recap his stop. 
Four tires and fuel, spring rubber and wedge adjustment car. Very tight for Matt Kenseth. Stops on lap 139. David Gilliman also stops. Four tires and fuel. Chassis adjustment for the M&M's forward. More cars coming in. Jimmy Johnson peels off the banking. Also, Denny Hamlin comes in at lap 141. And we told you about problems for one Pablo Montoya. He is also back on pit road. Let's cover Jimmy Johnson's stuff. And he's pitted all the way down at the end for turn number one, the first pit stall by virtue of winning the Bud Cole. A couple of pit stalls behind him is Denny Hamlin. The crew goes to work on the right side of the low Chevrolet. Put the jack bolt in. Looks like it's going to be another track bar adjustment, just like they did last time. Looks like it's going to be a wedge adjustment for the FedEx Chevrolet. It's going to be a four-tire stop. Now they make a half round the FedEx Chevy. Now let's go down to Alex Hayden. A quarter round in the reds for the race leader, Kurt Busch. They're already working on the left side of this blue, red, and white Miller Lite Dodge. Service is complete. Four fresh Goodyears. Sonoka Racing Gasoline. Kurt Busch back on the racetrack. Steve Post. Lap 142. Martin Truex. The Bass Pro Shops tracker boat Chevrolet was in. Four tires. They tried two under that. Caution flag pit stop. That did not work. They dropped back to a 11th. They're hoping four is the answer. Here's Jeff Gordon. The DuPont Chevy is in a chassis adjustment. Two tires for Jeff Gordon, and he's down and away. Back on the speedway, not Alex Hayden. And Michael Waltrip has brought the Nap Auto Parts Toyota Camry on the pit lane. Four fresh tires for Michael Waltrip. Having a pretty good day today. He started in the 15th position. Now he's got these four tires, and he's headed back on the racetrack. And, Joe, we have just gone back under the caution flag. Second time today, it's because of rain. We told you the skies were darkening just as the leaders had made their pit stops. And, of course, this could be very complex here as it works out in the favor of those who stayed on the racetracks and not in the favor of those who stayed out or who came in and made their pit stops there. So we'll uh, kind of explain the situation and follow the weather picture here in a few moments. We're past the halfway mark of today's race. And, again, they had called for some more showers later today and looks like they are moving in at this moment. So again, the caution for the eighth time here today. Here at Kansas Speedway, let's concentrate on this race. We're about to go back under the green flag. They'll get the one to go when they come back around this next time. The LifeLock 400 will be going green with 151 laps, or 100, uh, I'm sorry, 73 laps to go to conclusion here this afternoon to wrap it up. And apparently NASCAR has uh, come up with a, uh, a new total figure to run to the conclusion, as we said, we're racing against the sunset here today. So it's going to be 72, 70 laps to go once we get the green flag and restart here. That will be the bottom line. Now as the field comes off turn number four, the lights are still on atop the pace car. Kyle Petty is shown as the race leader, but the first car in line behind the pace car is Kurt Busch. And he is in the 24th position, and he is among the drivers that are on the tail end of the lead lap as the field comes back across the line to put lap 154 on the board. Now Kyle Petty drops down off the banking. He is now going to report to the pit lane. So that should cycle the lead back around to Tony Stewart once again, which it does. But he's going to be mired back in some heavy traffic, Dave Moody, when it comes time to get this race back under the green flag next time by. There's going to be about eight, maybe nine cars between the pace car or, well, double that figure when you count the lap down cars in the low line, but there are going to be eight or nine cars in the outside lane before you get back to the race leader, Tony Stewart. So you've got the Kurt Busch machine, Jimmy Johnson, Dave Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, 
Martin Truex Jr., and then and only then do you get back to the leader of this race, Tony Stewart. So there's going to be about 15 cars between Stewart and the front of the pack as we take the green. Pace car takes him halfway down the back straightaway, coming into the view of Mike Bagley. And Dave gave you the cars that will line up on the outside in front of race leader Tony Stewart. The cars that will line up down to the inside, and Tony Stewart will have to find his way through as well, include Ken Schrader, Michael Waltrip, Juan Pablo Montoya, David Gilliland, David Rudiman, Robbie Gordon, John Andretti, Casey Kane, and Kenny Wallace. Those are all the cars that are stacked up down low as we get set for the restart, stacked up double wide behind the Ford Mustang safety cars. We get set to go back to green flag racing. What was supposed to be a 267-lap race will now be racing to lap 225. That gives us 70 laps to go in the LifeLock 400 here at Kansas Speedway. The Ford Mustang pace car is on pit road. Here comes the field for the green flag. Kurt Busch up at the front of the field. He's on the tail end of the lead lap. The green flag is in the air. Tony Stewart, the race leader, goes to work to try to start working through traffic in turn one. And they immediately go three wide. Jimmy Johnson got squeezed three wide by the lap machines of Kenny Schrader and Michael Walter. Schrader gets nailed and he's around. Look out, David Gilliland piles in. The leaders are in it. Tony Stewart ducks low. He may have avoided contact, but if he did, it was a miracle. Denny Hamlin is in it. Martin Truex Jr. is in it. Matt Kenseth is caught up in the wreckage. Still cars try to make their way through as the lap cars got together in the face of the field. Multi-car pile up off turn number two, and again it began as Ken Schrader got turned sideways. Back to Dave Moody. Joe, you could see it coming way back at the drop of the green flag as the lap machines kicked it three deep, forced Jimmy Johnson all the way to the outside. Johnson was very fortunate. He had just cleared that three-wide sandwich when Kenny Schrader's car got loose on the very bottom of that three-wide situation, spun in the face of the field, and after that it was just scatter time. Everybody taking evasive action. A lot of people didn't make it. Matt Kenseth is limping away with heavy damage. Martin Truex Jr. is limping away. He's got damage on that machine. We're waiting to get a look at the Tony Stewart car. If he drove through the middle of that, it's going to be a miracle. Here's the David Rudiman machine. Heavy damage on the right side of that machine. And Tony Stewart's car unbelievably appears to be unscathed. Once again, (laughs) on the lucky side of things here this afternoon, we told you two chase contenders were involved, maybe a third. They've moved to report some light damage on Tony Stewart's car, but heavy for Martin Truex Jr. He's in the garage, and Matt Kenseth is on pit road in front of Winston Kelly. Well, he just left. They've been able to bring him down pit road a couple of different times, Joe, and keep him on the lead lap or keep him from losing another lap. Heavy damage all the way down the left side of the DeWalt Ford, also down the rear and the right rear of the car. He was right square in the middle of that as Ken Schrader, who was one of the guys that was involved in triggering that. Uh, looked like, looking at the next L replay, that he and Michael Walter were side by side, and that Ken Schrader was the first one to get sideways. He's got damage down the left side, but back to, to uh, Matt Kenseth's car. They've had the mallets out, the baseball bats, where they try to roll the fender away from the tire, the left front tire, as Matt Kenseth is going to bring his car back down pit road. The noise you hear in the background is David Gilliland's Ford. It's been sitting on pit road since this caution flag came out, and they're doing a lot of repair work to that. But Robbie Reiser and the crew are trying to keep Matt Kenseth from losing another lap.
Martin Truex Jr., another of the drivers involved in the chase who also got swept up in this incident off turn two. He's had an up-and-down day, cut a tire down early, came back to lead a few laps. Now he's in the garage. Let's go to Steve Post. Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. sits aboard the Bass Pro Shops tracker boat Chevrolet. Just a lot of damage, especially on the front of that car. Took a couple big hits out there, and one of those hits took the radiator out. So they are in here. They're replacing the radiator. You can hear them with mallets, with hammers, just working on, really, it looks like all four corners of the car. The right rear doesn't have any damage. The left rear has damage. The front end is tore off from this race car. A lot of damage on it. Martin Truex Jr., very frustrated. It's been a roller coaster ride up and down, and right now it's worse than it's been all day long. He sits here in the garage area. Truex had a bad uh, week last week at Dover. Actually had a good day until the closing laps of the race. Got caught up in a, in a crash there. Damage to the front end of the car. They managed to come out of there and salvaged a decent run anyway and didn't lose that much ground in the points. Unfortunately, this is about uh, three strikes for him today, and this may be the one that puts him out. Yeah, he had a car that was certainly a contender here this afternoon, but he's in the garage and shown in the 39th position. They're getting the one-to-go signal. Here comes uh, Kurt Busch and Jeff Gordon is back on pit road making stops. Ken Schrader checking all the damage on that Ford. Uh, also, Dale Jarrett and Robbie Gordon hits the pit lane just before we go back under the green flag here this afternoon. They're working behind the safety car, the pace car up off turn number two, and we'll go back under the green with 60 laps to go. Don't forget that with the uh, weather issues that we've had here this afternoon and the fact that we are now moving into the evening hours, 7.35 Eastern time, because of that situation, the race has been shortened by some 42 laps. Originally, it was to be a 267-lap affair, the LifeLock 400. Now we're shooting for 225 laps, and that will leave us with 60 to go when we get the restart. Restart will be coming at lap number 165. Again, Kevin Harvick is the race leader. He lines up in the outside lane of the racetrack. Greg Biffle lines up behind him. Then Dale Earnhardt Jr., who will restart in third, and they will have lap traffic to contend with down toward their inside, including the car of Michael Waltrip, also one. Pablo Montoya there as well as the field gets ready to come off turn four. Ford Mustang pace car makes the left-hand turn on the pit road. Here comes the field back into the trioval as we get ready to get the green flag waving again over the LifeLock 400. It is Kevin Harvick on the gas first as he clears the cars down on the inside lane but does not clear Greg Biffle. Biffle falls in on the tire tracks of Kevin Harvick as they race back to one. Lead pair make their way past the lap. Traffic behind them. Michael Waltrip slides up to the outside lane. Oh, there's a problem on the Tony Stewart machine. Left front tire is rubbing and rubbing badly as he works off turn number two. He is up to speed, and he is not falling off the pace, but a lot of smoke from the front end, the left front. But the Tony Stewart, Home Depot, Chevrolet. Stewart restarted in the seventh position. He's down toward the inside lane of the racetrack. Again, smoke through the corners, just boiling off from the left front tire. The leader's across the stripe. The leader, Kevin Harvick, back to turn one. The only hope Tony Stewart's got now is that when that chassis compresses or the suspension compresses, it'll push the fender back up off the tire. It's not as bad as it was a lap ago, and Stewart is still up to speed. Meanwhile, up front, battle for the lead begins to tighten. Kevin Harvick has a trunk full of Greg Biffle. Chevy, Ford, going at it for the top spot here at both buried right down on the bottom of the racetrack. Harvick hangs on to the top spot, but Biffle right there on his rear deck as they come back to the start-finish line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. back about four or five car lengths. Then comes Clint Boyer and Casey Mears. Mears is really making Boyer's life miserable right now, working all over his back bumper. They'll run nose to tail for the moment as they exit turn number two. They race that way up the back straightaway. The front five, front seven cars all in single file formation. First car out of line is Reed Sorensen down on the inside of the racetrack trying to bypass some lap traffic and the smoke is gone from the left front. 
one of Tony Stewart's car. Reed Sorensen working back in the sixth position, checking on Tony Stewart. He is now in the ninth spot. Here's Stewart across the line. He's got Mark Martin challenging him for the ninth spot. Mark Martin to the outside. Paul Menard to the outside. J.J. Yaley right behind Tony Stewart. Home Depot Chevrolet. The smoke is indeed gone, but that car is laboring right now as they take him three wide. A car to each side of Tony Stewart. J.J. Yaley to the inside of Stewart, to the inside of Menard, and smoke will bail out. Who gave Yaley? He will give Yaley the line, who will race side-by-side with Paul Menard. Doesn't want to push it too hard, particularly in the corners, to cause any more wear on that tire. So Tony Stewart just gingerly working his way around this racetrack. Up front, Kevin Harvick starting to pull away from Greg Biffle. The race, though, still on for second and third as they hit the back straightaway. Greg Biffle running in the second position. A good chunk of real estate between himself and Clint Boyer, who's trying to negotiate some lap traffic. John Andretti is in the middle of the racetrack. Boyer goes to the bottom. Dale Earnhardt Jr. climbs the ladder in the banking. Here comes Casey Mears. He will try to clear the lap car of John Andretti. He will go toward the inside in his attempt to do that. Tony Stewart, meanwhile, has fallen back into the 13th position. Here's Jimmy Johnson. Johnson, the driver on the move, now to the inside of Stewart in turn one. Johnson started deep in the field on the restart and has flashed his way through about half the pack. He's going to make short work of Tony Stewart. He'll lead David Stremme and Denny Hamlin to the inside of Stewart. Tony Stewart starting a free fall. He's been by Passed by the Jimmy Johnson car. Now he has fallen into the clutches of David Stremme, and they're lined up behind him. Denny Hamlin, Johnny Sauter, Dave Blaney, Tony Raines, drivers lined up to the inside of Tony Stewart trying to bypass him. Kevin Harvick leads, Greg Biffle second, Clint Boyer third, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fourth, and Casey Mears fifth with 54 laps to go in Kansas City. Greg Biffle has chased down Kevin Harvick and is challenging for the lead on the backstretch. Almost make contact. Biffle tries to jam it in on the outside lane. He did it off two. Harvick chopped him off. Biffle drives it in deep on the high lane at turn number three. Biffle and Harvick side by side for the top spot. Here's Biffle now. Comes high off of turn number four. Circles around the outside of Kevin Harvick. And at lap number 174, it is Greg Biffle who goes to the top of the leaderboard. Headed back to turn number one. That will put Harvick back into the second spot as they race off turn two and onto the back stretch. Back with you at Kansas City where we are under the caution flag for the tenth time this afternoon for an incident in front of Mike Bagley. And an incident involving three chase contenders. Tony Stewart came into turn three off the pace in the middle of the racetrack. Hard to tell if he had a tire going down or something went amiss. He got nailed in the back end from Kurt Busch who spun him around. Smoke went up and slapped the outside retaining wall in the process of hitting the safer barrier. Carl Edwards came charging into the scene, under-breaking, and just nailed Stewart. Stewart's car sits in front of me here in turn number three. He has climbed from the race car. He has taken his Hans device off and just slammed it in the driver's side compartment. The gloves are off, and right now he is walking to the ambulance under his own power. Carl Edwards has left the accident scene in turn three, but again, the chase contenders taking it on the chin here in Kansas. Not a happy bunch of people over in turn three. Three chase contenders involved. Again, we told you about the problem with Tony Stewart with a fender rubbing on the tire. He was nursing the car around and possibly it slowed down a bit going into turn number three. Kurt Busch came barreling in there and just slammed into the back of him and then it turned uh, Tony around and caught up Carl Edwards, who was an innocent bystander, and unfortunately three of them with severe damage. Let's check that in Carl Edwards' pit. And Joe, they've already put the car in reverse and sped back into the Nextel Cup Series garage. Another radiator is a victim here in the Carl Edwards car. There's water flowing out from underneath it. He's already taken his car back to the Nextel Cup Series garage. 
So we remain under the caution flag. 176 laps are complete, leaving us with 49 to go. The leader, Greg Biffle. Here at Kansas Speedway, the field is getting the one-to-go signal. We have 24 laps to go by the time they get the green. Now down to 23 remaining in the LifeLock 400. Run kind of late here on a Sunday afternoon because of a lot of weather problems here today. In the last number of laps, a lot of racing problems with a number of crashes on the back straightaway and up off turn number two, one of those most recently involving Denny Hamlin, one of the chase contenders. Here he comes back down pit road. Winston Kelly's in his pit. Well, uh, the roof flaps still up on the machine as he makes his stop here. He's got some damage down the left side of the machine. They knocked that roof flap down. They're going to change all four tires and do what little repair work they can do since they've got the one to go so they're going to try to pull some of the sheet metal away his damage looks very similar to Matt Kenseth down the left side of the car pushed in behind the left front tire but he's not near as severe down the right side in the back of the car but Denny Hamlin's going to have a struggle the rest of the way Martin Truex Jr., another of the drivers involved in the chase who's had problems here this afternoon. He is some 25 laps down. He has just once again come down the pit lane, and now he returns to the racetrack, shown back in the 39th position. Field is over in turns three and four. Less than a half lap from getting the restart. It will come at lap 187, giving us 23 laps to go in the LifeLock 400. Greg Biffle, the race leader. Kevin Harvick is second. Clint Boyer, third. Casey Mears is fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. restarts in the fifth position. All that traffic lines up in the outside lane of the racetrack as now now the pace car heads for pit road. So Biffle leads him off turn four, back to start finish. It'll be 23 to go if we can keep it under the green flag and run to finish here this afternoon at Kansas Speedway. Biffle's on the gas, pulls away by a car length and a half over Kevin Harvick. Harvick racing alongside the lapped cars down on the inside of the track as they go to one. They will clear the lap machine once again of John Andretti, the leader Biffle, second place Harvick, third place man Clint Boyer. Casey Mears try to do the same as they race the back track. Casey Mears has to get around the John Andretti automobile. He'll have a hard time doing that as Andretti has wedged himself in between Boyer and Mears. Leaders off turn number four led by Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle works his way back down toward the line to put lap 188 on the board. He's broken away by some four car lengths back to Kevin Harvick, but Harvick is under pressure. Clint Boyer right there in third. Boyer right up underneath the rear spoiler of Kevin Harvick Chevrolet. They'll remain in single file as everybody for the moment just hugging the bottom of the racetrack as they work off turn number two. Battle is on for fifth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has got him stacked up behind him. Reed Sorensen is there. Jimmy Johnson is there. Also the car of Elliott Sadler and Mark Martin. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll step to the outside of the racetrack trying to get around some lap cars. Got the John Andretti car down on the inside of the racetrack. Junior first to deal with him. He'll pull up alongside. Here comes Jimmy Johnson and Reed Sorensen following his tire tracks to the outside lane. Johnson, Sorensen, the Elliott Sadler machine, Mark Martin as well. A good five-car battle. They're going to go three wide. It appears Junior went way high. Jimmy Johnson thought about shooting the middle, but decides not to try it. And here's Clint Boyer to the inside of Kevin Harvick, midway up the back straightaway. The hometown boy has just taken the second spot from Kevin Harvick, and he's pulling away from Harvick. And he's got his work cut out for him, though, to try to reel in race leader Greg Biffle. And Boyer, as a result, is on the charge. He does take over the second spot, but he's got a deficit of nearly a second and a half to Biffle in turn two. And a battle shaping up now for the number five position. Here's Jimmy Johnson shooting to the inside of the track. He's going to drive underneath the Dale Earnhardt Jr. machine as Jr.'s car will not stay anywhere near the bottom. He gives Jimmy Johnson the inside lane. Johnson takes it. 
and will take the spot in the process. Casey Mears is coming to life directly in front of Jimmy Johnson. Mears climbs the banking, trying to get a run on Harvick for third. Mears sees the outside lane wide open, a chance to pull up there and challenge Kevin Harvick for the third spot, but can't quite turn up the speed enough, but he sneaks right up on him now in turn one. Kevin Harvick, who looked a few laps ago like he might be a contender for the win, now is going to have to battle to hang on the third. Here comes Casey Mears, full head of steam in the outside lane, wedges his way between the wall and Harvick. Kevin Harvick sees him coming, lets Mears have the outside line, and they race side by side. Kevin Harvick, Casey Mears fighting for third. Greg Biffle, the race leader, looking for his first victory of 2007. His advantage, 1.4 seconds over Clint Boyer, who recently got his first career victory. Casey Mears got his first win earlier this year, and Mears, the driver who rides third. The rest of the top five, Kevin Harvick in fourth. Jimmy Johnson is fifth. 192 of 210 laps are complete. Back with you at Kansas City in the closing stages of the LifeLock 400 for the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Greg Biffle is the race leader with 13 laps to go. His advantage, 1.3 seconds over Clint Boyer in second. And Jimmy Johnson is three seconds behind the race leader. He's in third, but Joe, he's been one of the drivers really on the charge here in these final laps. He's been pouring on the coals over the last few laps. He's closing in, as is Boyer on Biffle. Boyer running a little bit quicker laps over the last few trips around. It was 1.3 seconds from Biffle to Boyer last time by. Let's check him as they cross the start-finish line down to 1.2. He's closing it in. Clint Boyer is closing, and the closer he gets, the more motivated he gets to reel in the rear end of that Aflac board for Greg Biffle. You're right, though. The man on the move may be Jimmy Johnson. He has got all the sails in the wind as he works off, too. One of the fastest cars on the racetrack right now. Jimmy Johnson, one. Jeff Gordon, the other. The old DuPont Chevrolet is coming to life. Jeff closing in on Kevin Harvick while Jimmy Johnson further up is trying to catch Clint Boyer for second. Kevin Harvick in the fifth position, and Jeff Gordon is closing behind him rapidly off turn number four. So here comes Jeff Gordon in sixth, trying to track down Harvick, who's got the fifth spot. They head back to turn one. Harvick continues to backslide. He's still got a pretty good race car, but not enough, I don't believe, to keep himself in that top five much longer. Jeff Gordon is there on the back bumper, looking to the outside. Steps to the outside lane. Harvick moves up to block the advance. Jeff follows him off the end of the back straightaway. Now he'll slide to the outside of the Pennzoil Shell Chevrolet. Gordon Harvick wheel to wheel in turn four. Harvick uh, trying to hang on best he can down on the inside lane. Not enough though. Jeff Gordon powers by. Jeff's up to the fifth spot. We have ten laps to go. Into turn number one, Greg Biffle still with some daylight over Clint Boyer. Boyer is catching him, but he may not be catching him quickly enough to get there before the final lap. They come off the end of the back straightaway, still pretty spread out. Give a call to Elliot Sadler, the Gillette Everham Motorsports driver, having a great run inside of the top ten. Right now he is posted in the eighth position, and he's looking for more. To the outside of the racetrack, trying to catch and pass Reed Sorensen. Reed Sorensen has the seventh position. Here's Elliot Sadler now. Swings it wide, then down low. Here he comes again to the high side. Elliot Sadler trying to bypass Reed Sorensen. Throws the fake to the outside. Now peeks to the inside. Sorensen goes downstairs to block him. Sadler will climb the banking once again. He's got his teammate Casey Kane in tow. Sadler is the man on the move right now. Sadler is the man on the move, and he's looking for more. He is on the back bumper of Reed Sorensen, and they take different lines in the corner. 
Sorensen buries his target dodge to the bottom, while Elliott Sadler lets the UAW dodge dealer's dodge ride free in the outside lane. Meanwhile up front, the gap between first and second is stabilized now. Back at 1.3 seconds, the lead that Greg Biffle has over Clint Boyer, but a great showing for Clint in front of the hometown gang here this afternoon. A second place finish, if it stays like this, something he's got to be proud of, and that's going to move him back up in the points. And now just eight laps to go to settle it here in the LifeLock 400. That battle for the seventh spot rages on in front of Mike Bagley. Side by side, Elliott Sadler has gone down to the bottom of the racetrack. Reed Sorensen gives him a little room, but not much. They continue to race wheel to wheel. That's the way they come pouring off turn number four. Reed Sorensen swings around now and holds on to the spot as Elliott Sadler was trying to take advantage. Sadler falls back in behind an eight, maybe to rally again. Sadler trying to come back one more time. He's got his teammate Casey Kane going to the inside of him. Casey's uh, in the run for position as well. So the two Gillette Everham cars try to team up on Reed Sorensen. And while that settles down, the battle for the lead is tightening up just a tad. Clint Boyer starting to chop off a couple of car lanes to catch Greg Biffle. Just six laps to go. Greg Biffle's lead is now down to one second even, heading back to turn one. The time is getting short for Clint Boyer. He can see him somewhere out there in the looming dust. But he's got a lot of ground to make up. He's carving away at the lead held by Greg Biffle. Yeah, the Jack Daniels Chevrolet has taken the bridle off, and he's gone to the whip. Clint Boyer is doing everything he can to catch the race leader. Greg Biffle comes into turn three, bottom of the racetrack. Boyer's right in his tire track. Biffle very smoothly working off turn four. Down to the stripe with five laps to go. It was a second between the two last time. It's grown to 1.1 seconds. So Boyer really not closing in as much as he needs to. Trouble in turn number three. Juan Pablo Montoya pounds the outside retaining wall. Couldn't tell if a tire went down or if Juan Pablo lost control of the car. Keeps it on the safer barrier. Keeps pulling away, but he's got a lot of damage on the Texaco Havilland Dodge. Juan Pablo Montoya had been running in the 22nd position. Loses a couple of spots. Falls back to 24th. Works his way back around off turn number four. We stay under the green flag as the field continues to circulate around the racetrack. Just five laps to go now, Joe, and Greg Biffle continues to maintain that lead now 1.2 seconds over Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer trying to do all he can to chase down the race leader, but Davey's running out of time. He is indeed, and the leaders are coming up on the rolling roadblock that is Juan Pablo Montoya. Both right side tires are flat. Montoya does a great job to keep that car out of harm's way. Leaders come off the end of the back straightaway. Greg Biffle in hot pursuit of his win. And Clint Boyer in hot pursuit of the race leader. Caution flag comes out for debris from Juan Pablo Montoya's car. It's so dark, I'm not too sure how they can see it, but apparently, <laughs> as Dave Moody said, uh, two tires are down on the car. It sheds some debris, and NASCAR has thrown the caution flag with three laps to go, and boy, what a break for Clint Boyer. That is for sure, because Boyer has had a good car, obviously, here in the closing stages of the race, but he had been unable to get over the hump. He, he had shaved the deficit from 1.4 seconds down to a second, but then Biffle would start to open back up again, so now Clint Boyer will be in a much better position to try to get around Biffle if he can. Yep, yep, he'll get a chance on a green-white checkered finish here today in the LifeLock 400 at Kansas Speedway and a chance to win in front of the hometown crowd for Greg Biffle, the absolute last thing in the world he wanted to see after the season he's had. And yesterday, Joe, we talked about the fact that we had 10 cautions in the NASCAR Bush Series, an event-tying record here. 
We haven't tied the record for the uh, Cup event here, the Nextel Cup race, but we're close. Now we have had 12 caution flags here this afternoon. The record 13 was established here back in 2001. So they've sent out the cleanup trucks once again this afternoon. Boy, I'll tell you what, the cleanup crews, the track personnel, uh, NASCAR officials have certainly had a busy day here today. Between all the crashes we've had, the multi-car incidents, and all the rain, they've been very much on the job here today. I want to go back to that situation with Juan Pablo Montoya that brought out this yellow flag. As you heard Mike Bagley describe, he had gotten into the wall over in turns three and four. But Dave Muda, you mentioned the fact that as he went by you, it was amazing he did what he did to keep the car out of trouble. Yeah, pretty hard to drive these things when there are no right side tires up. Both were flat on the rim, and even as dark as it is, I can see about half a tire casing laying in the outside lane coming off turn number two. There's no way that uh, they could have allowed this race to continue with that big chunk of rubber laying in the middle of the racetrack. So the caution is out. Clint Boyer's a happy man, but he's still got some work to do. He's got to get by Greg Biffle. What about the concern in Greg Biffle's pit? Let's check there now. Well, I'm telling you what, Greg Biffle's pit is right here near one of the entrances to the garage. Clint Boyer's pit is on the other side of the entrance. Talk about two different worlds when that caution came out. Greg Irwin, the crew chief on the Affleck Ford's pit, just slammed his hands down, slammed his hands down. Now they're celebrating here on the pit box. Uh, let's send it back up top and see what the story is. They are on pit road celebrating. Okay, no word coming from NASCAR as of yet. The caution flag is still being displayed, and they are going to 210. They're saying we're at lap 208 now. Uh, celebration is underway there on pit lane, but they're going to 210, so it'll be two more laps to go. And as we're under the caution flag, I guess that would indicate we're coming down to a green-white, to no green-white checkered, so we're coming down to the finish. And apparently that's going to do it for the race, and Greg Biffle's going to win it here today. What a, well, I guess it's the appropriate way to end the day like we've had today. <laughs> One more <laughs> twist to the storyline, and that is appropriate because we have seen a little bit of practically everything here this afternoon and what began as a scheduled 267-lap event. Two thunderstorm cells moved through the area. Race was shortened. It'll end up being a 210-lap affair, 208 on the board. So all Greg Biffle has to do now is just keep it behind the pace car for these remaining, uh, actually just one circuit to go now as he comes across the line. Here's the white flag for Greg Biffle. 11 wins in his career coming into today's race, but none thus far in 2007. Joe, that's about to change. His last victory was the season-ending race at Homestead Miami Speedway last year. 28 races since he's gone to victory lane, and finally he finds his way there today here at Kansas Speedway. Let's go back to his pit and Steve Post. <laughs> what a roller coaster of emotions. When the caution came out, it was the Aflac team slamming their fists down and the Jack Daniels team celebrating. And then when NASCAR announced that they were not going to the green-white checker, it was Greg Biffle's team celebrating the win and the Jack Daniels team, Gil Martin, the crew chief on this team, they are just frustrated that they did get and did not get a chance to go up and challenge for the win. Greg Irwin, the crew chief here on the uh, Jack Roush, Roush Fenway Racing Ford, the crew on the wall celebrating. They're just waiting for their car to go over and officially cross the finish line. And uh, let's see if we can catch a word real quick. Greg, congratulations, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great day. Great day, no doubt about it. The last few laps of this thing, it's been torturous watching you on the pit box. It's been tough. It's, you know, it, I've been telling the guys, you got to be there. you got to be there more often than not if you're going to get it done. And uh, 
and uh, we're just we're lucky. Everything stayed on the race car today, and Greg stayed up on the wheel, and the thing ran great all day, and uh, just feels good. Congratulations. Thank you. There we go. Greg Irwin, they finished second last week at Dover, and when they roll across the stripe, they'll be the winners here at Kansas Speedway. How about Greg Biffle? He had gone through 11 straight races without a top-five finish until Dover last weekend when he was runner-up, and now he improves by one more position here today, Joe, as he comes off turn four. I'm sure a big smile is on Greg Biffle's face again after a struggle through 2007. Today here at Kansas Speedway, he's going to victory lane, winning the LifeLock 400. Here's Greg Biffle across the line as he's celebrating, the crew celebrating on pit road, and a big salute from the fans here. He scored the victory and now starts the donuts down on the apron of the racetrack. A happy Greg Biffle going to Gatorade victory lane. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Wild afternoon of racing finally comes to an end. Greg Biffle goes to victory lane in almost darkness here at Kansas Speedway. And now let's go to Steve Post and Gatorade victory lane. (laughs) There's Greg Biffle in victory lane. There's a duck in victory lane with Aflac down here. Greg, congratulations on what has been a long coming win for you guys. Thanks. I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, this team just never gave up the 16 team. And uh, Greg Irwin, great pit calls today. Uh, you know, the car got really good there at the end. We kept adjusting on it, adjusting on it. We tire pressure and wedge and all kinds of things, and we got it to where we, you know, the car liked it. And so we ran really hard there at the end, and, uh, you know, I'm just so excited to get in victory lane, especially for Aflac and, and Ford and what these engines, you know, they just run so good. Uh, just excited for everybody to get a win this season. Talk about Greg Irwin. Your crew chief came over in June, July range. Boy, it seems like things have turned around second last week at Dover, the win here today. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been a big difference, you know, and uh, he, he's really got this program turned around, and everybody at the shop, everybody's worked really hard, engineering and everybody to get these uh, race cars running good, and we got second last week and, and come here and win this week. It's uh, pretty exciting for us. The last 10 laps of that race, that had to be a roller coaster ride, running out there, leading, holding, maintaining the spot. The caution comes out, then we're not going back racing. Walk us through the last few laps. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know what, what was going on. I mean, I could hardly see. So I had to open my visor there about right before that tire came off the 42 car. was running with my visor up because I, I couldn't see that, that well. But uh, I, I'm kind of happy they didn't go back racing, but I feel I could have held off the 07. Talk about the couple drivers have said something about you did not, were not running across in the first line. Was your car running across the line uh, at the finish of the race? Yeah, the car was running. I was running it and, and uh, coasting it and running it. It doesn't matter. The field's frozen. We crossed the start-finish line. And I drove it down in the grass and uh, got it, you know, it's probably going to get stuck in the grass. But, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Field's frozen. We, we uh, maintain our speed to the line. You know, I could have went faster, but uh, I was unbuckling all my stuff to get out and, and climb up. And I, I couldn't get uh, my helmet undone and everything else. So, I don't really think it even makes a difference. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Greg Biffle, the winner here today at Kansas Speedway, has the Affleck Ford in victory lane. Let's take a look at the full field rundown. Greg Biffle scores his first win of the year. Hometown favorite Clint Boyer finishes in second. Jimmy Johnson's third. Casey Mears fourth. Jeff Gordon fifth. Kevin Harvick comes in in sixth. Reed Sorensen seventh. Elliot Sadler eighth. Casey Kane ninth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. finishes tenth.
Kurt Busch was 11th, Mark Martin 12th, Scott Riggs 13th, J.J. Yaley was 14th, Dave Blaney finishing 15th, David Reagan was 16th, the highest finishing rookie in tonight's event. David Strimmy was 17th, Tony Raines 18th, Robbie Gordon 19th, Jeff Green finishing 20th. These finished positions are unofficial as of this time. Kyle Petty is shown 21st, Jeremy Mayfield 22nd, Johnny Sauter 23rd, Jamie McMurray 24th, and Joe Nemechek 25th. Dale Jarrett got 26th, Paul Menard 27th, Juan Pablo Montoya, 28th, Denny Hamlin, 29th, and Michael Waltrip, 30th. David Rudiman came home 31st, Ken Schrader, 32nd, John Andretti, 33rd, David Gilliland, 34th, Matt Kenseth, 35th, Jeff Burton was 36th, Carl Edwards, 37th, Martin Truex Jr., 38th, Tony Stewart, 39th, Kenny Wallace, 40th, Kyle Busch, 41st, Bobby Labonte, 42nd, and Ryan Newman finished 43rd. The voices you heard in our broadcast coverage today, Dave Moody and Mike Bagley out of the turns on Pit Road, Winston Kelly, Steve Post, and Alex Hayden. Our broadcast engineers, Chris Cheesecake DeRocher and Todd Costello. Our satellite engineer, the good doctor, Mike Weaver. Rich Colbreth, our associate producer and our production assistant today, Frank Kersey. Now for Kurt Becker, I'm Joe Moore saying what a day it's been in Kansas City. But a super big day, a good day for Greg Biffle. He's celebrating in victory lane. He has won the LifeLock 400. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.